get all limbered up beforehand. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, uh, it's a very it's a very physical sport, you know, D and D. Full contact. Gotta yeah, I gotta get my my, full my contact, dice, D&D. my dice throwing muscles <laughs> in shape. My my page flipping. Yeah. Um, yeah. My PDF scrolling mouse like for Brian's now. character sheet. Is your how's your internet connection? I feel like it looks like. It's yeah, my, my, okay, well the audio is good, but the visual is frozen. We're not that pretty, anyways. Are we not? <laughs> Nancy and I dressed up. I mean, right? <laughs> for yourself. You spent. You were the one that was spending so much time wor- worrying about your background before. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. Fire is cool. I've been trying to go through science and stuff like good looks, so that's not. <laughs> Can we just call my oh, get up a non-sociopathic Mark Zuckerberg costume? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Well, if there's anyone out there, hello, welcome to Nature Tech, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science. Um, hi everyone. Thanks for bearing with us while we continue to endure technological issues, but we're glad you're here. Um, as always, we're going to start with some introductions. Uh, my name is Cheryl, and I'm a PhD student studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Uh, when I'm not doing my research, I make videos about biology, ecology, and environmental education over on The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. Uh, I'm also the game master for this game, and now I'm going to let the players introduce themselves. Um, so we'll start with Peter. Hey everybody, my name is Peter Coffey. Um, I am a entomologist uh, who now works uh, as an agricultural extension agent in Maryland, meaning I teach farmers how scientists think they should farm. Um, <laughs> and uh, tonight I'm going to be playing uh, Cedric uh, and also Fletcher. So cleric and wizard at the same time. <laughs> all the casting. <laughs> all the casting. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's the ubiquitous casting. List. Uh, and then we've got Nancy. Hi, everybody. My name is Nancy. I'm an entomologist, which means that I study bugs. And I live in Quito, Ecuador, where I conduct uh, ecological tours of Ecuador focused on insects and conservation. And you play? And I play K. She's a rogue. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> uh, and then we've got Joe. Hi, I'm Joe. Um, I play Lucanus. I am a uh, doctoral student at the University of Wyoming. And um, I am studying uh, uh, agricultural um, toxicology at the moment. It, my uh, uh, research is pretty complicated. I um, look at how weeds hurt crops, and I'm also looking at trends in agricultural toxicity over the years, and there's some really cool stuff there. Awesome. And you play? Uh, Lucanus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, as... I'm, I'm the big, smashy guy. <laughs> the big, smashy guy. Uh, and as Peter mentioned, uh, Ryan will not be able to join us this evening, so Fletcher will still be here. Oh, sad face. Um, but Ryan will not. However, there is one more person in the game tonight. Um, so we're going to let Dan introduce himself as himself, and we'll find out about his character later. But Dan has the distinguished yeah, the, this d- distinguished position of being our very first guest player on Nature Check. So tell us who you are. Guys. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so my, my name is Dan Beach. I'm a postdoctoral uh, fellow in British Columbia. 
and I study uh, insect sensory ecology uh, with a focus on mosquitoes, and I'm about to begin some work with genetics and genomics of mosquitoes as well. Very cool. All right, so that's that's who you're listening to or watching tonight. Um, if you're watching us live right now on Twitch or Periscope, I saw that uh, Eric is already in the audience. Oh, and hi, War Yoshi. Hi, everyone. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for watching us live. Um, we really hope what you're gonna. Uh, we really hope that you're gonna enjoy what you're going to see this evening. And if you have any questions or comments for the cast, as always, leave them in the Twitch or Periscope chats. I'll be checking them occasionally. Um, so hopefully, I'll catch your questions and be able to pass them along. Um, uh, da -da -da -da. Uh, if you have any questions as you're watching or listening to uh, the recordings afterwards, feel free to leave them in the comments section or what have you, or you can also tweet them at us and we will do our best to answer your questions because we like interacting with our audience. That's kind of the reason we're here. Um, if you really like watching us, consider coming to our first live in-person event. That's right, the cast of Nature Check, so Peter, Nancy, Joe, Ryan, and myself, plus two special guest entomologist players, will be playing Dungeons & Dragons at the same physical table in the party room of the Urban Chestnut Brewing Company's Grove Beer Hall location on Saturday, November 16th at 6 p.m. Central. It's so close. We're less than a month away, and I'm so excited. Yeah. <gasps> there will be beer discounts for those who come to watch the game, um, and stickers, and there will be opportunities for audience participation, so you don't want to miss it. Um, of course, if you can't be with us in person that night, the game is still going to be streamed live on Twitch and Periscope, and then it'll the recordings will be up on YouTube and podcast form later. So no worries if you can't be with us in person for that event, but if you can and you're in St. Louis, please do think about coming. Um, last bit of housekeeping is the socials. Um, you can find the social, the social media handles, or at least the Twitter handles for everyone on screen um, down in what we're calling the reference section below. Um, so please go follow all these lovely people on Twitter and Instagram and wherever you can find them. You can also find Nature Check on Twitter at, at Check Nature. So follow us there for updates on the game and things. And please subscribe or follow or whatever to Nature Check, both uh, on Twitch and on YouTube. Follows and subscriptions really help out the channel and make it so that more people can find us and learn along with us. Um, so those are important. Um, as I alluded earlier, every game session is uploaded and archived on our YouTube channel. And that's also where you'll be able to find our after show recaps or our nature chats there. Um, so definitely go check out the YouTube channel. You can also access the recordings of both the game and the nature chats in podcast form on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all of the podcast places. I think I got all of them now. So yeah, um, that's that. Uh, does anybody have anything else they'd like to plug this evening? Let's play some D&D. &D. Let's play some D&D. &D. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Okay, let's play D&D. &D. Civilizations grew, flourished, and fell on the continents of Lacedes for hundreds of years. But in the year 885, everything changed. Where once the gods of the Pantheon held sway over various continents and made their presence known in frequent and tangible ways to mortals, now a dread silence and emptiness reigned. Civilizations fell into internal turmoil and tensions mounted between empires. The faiths of nations were shaken and new versions of old religions began to sprout. Spells once commonplace and relied upon, those that required the gods' particular attentions, no longer functioned. Access to and contact with all other planes disappeared or seemed blocked. 
The continent of Arda, still colloquially known as the God's Garden, was once the sacred and protected realm of Obed-Hai and Elana. At the moment of the loss, the strong protective spells surrounding the continent fell, and the shores and interior became accessible to any who wished entry on whatever business. In 952, a ship from the Tenibrian Navy took shelter in the large river mouth at the southeastern corner of Arda, and the sailors erected a small fort for protection. Over the years, the fort grew into a town, and the town grew into a small city. While Tenibria officially holds no claim over Arda, no outside nation has yet claimed dominion over the continent, New Seychester is, for all intents and purposes, a Tenibrian colony. For those of you who are new to Arda, it is the morning of your fifth full day here. How do you like it so far? <laughs> <laughs> You've only been here for five days. It definitely, it definitely feels down. like a lot more. <laughs> a lot has certainly happened. You've broken up a fight over foul fish in a tavern, gone undercover in a brothel and a bar, met a mermaid, foraged for aquatic plants, <laughs> and gone shopping. Most recently, you delved into intrigue while trying to gather information to clear the name of one Jay Prowl, who had been accused of murder. After collecting some hard evidence and meeting a few odd characters, you were required to sign your names to a contract in order to allow a witness to provide Jay with an alibi. After an emotional day of trial and presenting of evidence, Jay was acquitted, and the group retired to the Marked Bird Tavern to eat, drink, and decompress. Now, it is early morning on Oladamum, the 26th day of Mistrun in the year 972. Uh, Kay, I believe you had spent the night at home. I did. And Lucanus, Cedric, and Fletcher were uh, staying another night in the Marked Bird Tavern. So, okay, so Cedric's going to wake up, head downstairs, have breakfast, wait for everybody else to wake up. Um, cool. Um, Cedric... When you go downstairs um, into the marked bird, um, <laughs> Leon is, of course, uh, behind the bar, as usual. Um, and there are uh, also, as usual, a few people in the bar having breakfast this morning. It's not ever a huge number, but there are some people. Um, and you notice um, two men uh, sitting at the bar having an animated conversation. Um, so, sorry, I'm searching for things. Um, so the one is uh, an, a shorter, sort of fair-looking man, very dark skin, and a puff of dandelion fuzz hair on top of his head. Um, he's got crazy, thick, wiry eyebrows, and his whole physical appearance, appearance really sells the idea of the crazy old man. Um, he's wearing very simple clothing, almost to the point of appearing shabby. Um, and his companion, the person sitting on the stool next to him, talking to him, having this animated conversation, is another older man, maybe not as old, um, so maybe like mid-50s, uh, silvery blonde hair, cropped short and practical above gray-blue eyes. Um, he's not especially tall or muscular, but he looks sturdy and accustomed to maybe like a farming-type lifestyle, um, especially because he's got this sort of uh, leathery, tanned skin um, and rough hands. Um, and yeah, he's pretty tan, even though it's still springtime-ish. Um, and they're having a very animated conversation at the bar as you come downstairs. Okay. Uh, is it apparent what they're talking about? Like, is it like a friendly animated? Uh, how closely do you want to listen in? Um, I mean, just like, 
Yeah. <laughs> he's creeping. No, no, let's be clear. Cedric's not creeping. He's one of those people that, like, feels like he's in every single conversation. So he yeah. just, like, would walk up and, be, you know, be like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you come up, um, the, the blondish man, the, the slightly younger one, is complaining to both Leon and the more crazy looking one that, oh, my... It's just in my animals, and it's so many of them. I mean, what am I supposed to do? They're my livelihood. And then the sort of crazy, wild-looking other older man is like, oh, if you want to talk about animal problems, let me tell you, these rats. Have I told you about the rats? And both of them are sort of uh, nodding their heads and rolling their eyes a little bit. Um, so that's basically the gist of what you hear. Is wait, wait, wait. Up. What about the rats? I haven't heard about the rats. Okay, so the, the crazy-looking guy turns to you and he's like, I, you haven't heard about the rats? No. Oh my goodness, the rats, they're amazing. I, they come into my house every once in a while at night and we play cards and, and chess and they're, they're just amazing. And Leon is kind of like doing this over the guy's <laughs> head at you. Like, uh, Lucanus heads our... down and is like at the bar ordering breakfast. And <laughs> so yeah, you can hear all of this too. <laughs> Cedric's real confused, and uh, it's gonna be like try and like disengage from the conversation. Like, oh, oh, well, I, we should talk more about it later. Um, I'm gonna have breakfast with my friend first, um, and then mo mosey on over to Lucanus and be like, um, so where I come from rats are like these small little um you know fuzzy creatures with long tails good eating you know on a stick <laughs> is, does rat mean something different here do you know is it like a different are they a related kind of animal uh honestly man i don't know different different places call different animals different things it's uh they're 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 much smaller where I'm at as well, but you know we got big rat-like things, I guess. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, that guy over there says he um he plays games with them. I'm not familiar with any of the games he was talking about, but it sounds like sounds like they're really intelligent. So it must not be the same thing that he's talking about. Do the games must involve a, totally a maze? Do they involve a maze or a labyrinth? I don't know. How are you supposed to tell what a game called chess is about? It doesn't sound like anything. I yeah. Is I, it like a box? Is it chess? I I I, I don't know. I don't know. Most of most of what I've heard about rats is la oh wait no that's minotaurs. <laughs> oh yeah. Well you know what they say about minotaurs. Now, now I'm curious. What do they say about minotaurs? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something probably. Uh oh, they love mazes. That's what yeah, they say. Yeah, Minotaurs, yeah. Minotaurs yeah. love mazes. Um, yeah. They think they're amazing. <laughs> I knew it was coming and it still hurt. Yeah, um, it's hanging up right what, now. <laughs> let, me, let me pause that for a second. Kay, what are you doing this morning? Um, I guess I'm going to, like, get up and then go to the marked bird. Okay. <laughs> for sound really enthusiastic about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's um, it's definitely getting warmer. Like I said, it's it's a little later in the springtime now. Um, there's a slight breeze and a little bit of a drizzle of rain as you um, cross New Seychester to get to the Marked Bird and uh, ostensibly meet up with your um, friends, companions. 
the people that you share a massive financial debt these with? Dudes, <laughs> yeah, these dudes that you met five days ago who you now share a massive financial debt with. We are co-debtors. So, uh, I love my life decisions. So, mm-hmm. um, so Cheryl, I remember yeah. um, all of the details of the contract that we signed. Yes. And, the fact that we have an assignment to go do something, but Fletcher yes. doesn't. So if you could explain for Ryan's character. Ah, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so if you think back over the uh, the contract that you signed two days ago, um, you are now sort of um, working for this uh, woman, girl, person named Sawan. Um, and she told you that she wants you to go um, to the forests um, to the west, on the like the, on the other side of the river mouth um, from New Seychester, to collect um, red parrots because she heard there are beautiful red parrots over there, and she wants to um, shoot them out of the air and use their plumage for headdresses. Something like that. She she wants she wants some red parrots for her trade business, and you are supposed to bring them to her business associate who she said has a room in the Lux Rum Tavern. Mm-hmm. And the business associate, he is the one who does the books. So he'll be able to pay you um, or, or take off from the debt uh, based on the number and quality of red parrots that you bring back and then also tell you what else they need. So basically he's like your point person because he has a location. Okay. Well. So as soon as Kay sits down, <laughs> Um, oh yeah. So okay, you come into the um, you come into the marked bird, and you also see this uh, animated conversation going on um, at the bar. So I think you know one of these two men that I described. Oh, I think I do. The list is being open, Gern. Um, yeah, so you, you recognize the one, the sort of crazy looking one. He's in here fairly frequently. Um, Leon has sort of confidentially told you, like, he's nice and harmless. He's just definitely not all there in the head, but it might be because he's old and kind of lonely. And so he just has sort of fantastical stories. On the other man, you don't necessarily, like, you don't know who he is, but you've probably seen him around in the market and stuff. Um, and when you come in, they don't really notice you. They're still having this conversation. And again, the, the blonde man is, he's sort of more focused on having this conversation with Leon now since um, the older man is maybe a little into his own story. Um, but the blonde man is continuing to talk about, well, it's just, I don't, I, I've never seen anything like it. And I'm honestly, even though it's my livelihood and I need I need the money from raising them and it's going to cost a fortune to replace them. I'm a little worried that something like that could happen to me or my children and I just so their their conversation is continuing on as you come in and you see um Cedric and Fletcher and Lucanus uh sitting sort of down from these men along the bar um having some breakfast. Uh Kay decides to ignore the conversation and just sits down with Cedric. Okay. Lucanus gestures to his food and offers to share. Because he's nice like that. I had breakfast at home, but thanks, thanks, friend. No problem. So, uh, so Kay, I know we, um, we had made plans to go investigate this whole fish business for your family. Um, so really, I, I feel like we should, we should discuss our priorities now. Uh, do we want to put that on hold while we go try and address this whole contract that we now have with Sawan? 
Um, yeah. They're both west, right? So, like, theoretically, I'm guessing the parrots are further. So we could, like, do the parrots first and then maybe get the fish on the way back. Yeah, I mean, we weren't necessarily going to even get any fish. We just wanted to kind of investigate that area. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? We can swing by there on the way up, and then if we need to catch anything, you know, we're going to have to... We can't exactly bring them with us while we, you know, go get the birds. So I'd say that, you know, maybe yeah. if we need to catch something, do it on the way back. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, Sounds good to me, too. I don't know. When you guys want to hit roll out. I don't I don't have anything else tying me to this town. In fact, I feel like we maybe should get scarce get <laughs> sooner rather than later, <laughs> since we still have the potential... Uh, issues with, you know, that mermaid we freed a couple of days ago looming over our head. Shout it! <laughs> oh, it's fine. There's probably nobody of the criminal element in here. Lucanus, Lucanus, Lucanus flashes Erica, shut the hell up, look. Cedric's real good at uh, identifying criminal elements. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. technically that is true. <laughs> technically true. Mm-hmm. He just thinks that everyone is a criminal, especially if they're not a dwarf. <laughs> well, and sometimes they also just reveal themselves yes, yes. around him. <laughs> All right. So I you guys want to head out? Well on modern day Twitter. Um, so Leon notices the four of you with your heads together over at the end of the bar, and he comes over and, oh, good, good morning, Kay. Hey, good morning. How are you? Hey, Leon. Um, How's the fish? Well, I've, sucked, right? st I've stopped surfing it because I, I did not think it was worth the trouble anymore. Um, but speaking of trouble, um, I don't suppose, uh, are you all busy? Um, I have a friend who might need some help. I mean, we definitely have a to-do list that has been reorganized several times. So, mm, mm. shoot. Uh, well, I, I don't want to to bother you if you've got other things that are important, but um, I mean- You should just tell us. Si Silas, tell Silas is having a problem and I, I mean, I, I, I'm here to listen, but I can't really, I can't do anything to help, so. Um, Does it have I, something to do with the rats? <laughs> no, not not the rats. Uh, Milton is, he's, he's harmless, but he's got crazy stories. Um, yes, we all know how you feel about him. He's, he says that I, I, I like having him around. He's interesting to talk to. He's experienced a lot in his life, but the rats, he just he likes to talk about them every once in a while, and it's very odd. Yeah, I knew that game sounded made up. Oh, the, the games are not made up. Those are real games, but rats do not play games. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That, okay. that makes sense, yeah. Okay. Um, so, what's what's this fellow's name? Uh, Silas is the one who has the problem. And what is his problem? Well, uh, I I think I think he could do a better job of explaining it than I could. I I'm listening, but also trying to do things. But uh, um, I I guess he has some sort of problem with his farm animals. Uh, that a whole bunch of them were killed. Oh, that's not. And good. no. Uh, no, somebody, somebody's killing his rats. Could what? be a weasel. Farm animals. No, he, he is not the same person as the, 
Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> you didn't know what farms are. You didn't know what vegetables were. Two days <laughs> no, I, I, true. My, my second cousin, Bordrick, he has a rat farm. How do you farm Put that rats? in the notes? <laughs> I... What do you mean, how do you farm rats? The same way you farm any animal, you know, you lock them in cages, you feed them garbage, um, and then, (laughs) you know, when they're nice and fat, you stick stick at them, and then you cook them over a fire. So you don't actually know what farms are. I'm glad we have... I told you! Did you just describe a rat capo? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's a discussion for later. Um... (laughs) It sounds more like his second cousin runs a toxicology laboratory where they eat the test animals afterwards. Something like that. Um, but Leon sort of motions the younger, or the, the, the man in his mid-fifties with the blondish hair over and he says, oh, hi, but what's up, Leon? And Leon sort of is indicating all of you and saying, I I, I think they might they might be able to help you with your problem. Uh, they certainly helped me, and well, Kay is a dear friend. Do I can? Yeah. And Silas sort of looks like our friends getting stabbed or have uh, problems with farm animals. Yeah, or being um, framed for murder. Or being framed for murder. We're like a very moral group over here. You sound yeah. like a busy bunch. And Silas sort of looks at you, Kay, and goes, "Oh, are you a you're one of the Republicans, aren't you?" But definitely the best. Uh, I mean, has a lot of faith in y'all. It sounds like, uh, I mean, I guess I can. Uh, I need someone to help me. That's for sure. What seems uh, to be the problem? We'd be glad to help you. I appreciate that. Uh, I I hope you can. Um, I've been here for almost as long as H has existed, and it's been a pretty all right life. Uh, been raising a family here, and it's been okay. But this morning. And I kept animals out in the pasture, and there were a whole bunch of them that were just dead. Not, not like like major disease or something. They don't drop dead like that. I would have seen it coming. And it's also that normal dead predator attacked them or something. I've seen lots of attacks. Our farm's been raided bulls and by goblins. I, I've seen what that does, but this is different. There aren't cuts or bites or anything on these animals. They're just thin the thin with the skin like sucked in against the bones and almost like they've been drained it's real strange and i'm uh i mean the number of animals that were dead this morning is concerning because they're my livelihood i need them on my farm and to be able to sell to provide for my family but whatever could do something like this to a full-grown cow or a full-grown pig, I'm worried that it could do the same thing to a full-grown man or to any of my how children. You, how many did you find dead this morning? And did you find any dead yesterday? No. This no was the first yesterday. time. No, this was the first morning. And uh, I think we found 12 or 15, maybe. That's, that's not a small amount. No. No, that's that's very concerning. Well, where's your farm? We could go check it out. Would you? Oh, that would be, like I said, I I don't know if you can help, but I need I need somebody to do something because I I can't I can't deal with whatever this might be on my own. Well, uh, we can at least take a look. Sure, I'd appreciate help. that. Yeah, uh, y'all are very kind. 
Do y'all want to, like, look at this before we leave town? <clears throat> it sounds like it's a pretty pressing matter. Yeah. I don't see any reason <clears throat> why we couldn't do it on the way out. Stop by the farm and then head out to the uh, uh, wilds after, you know, just from the farm. We probably need to buy some food and supplies for our journey, right? Maybe could we buy some from you? Of course. I think. Right. <clears throat> Sounds like we're going to a farm. All right. Now okay. I already have I already have like a tent, a bedroll, <laughs> and um, thirty days of rations. So internet okay. cut out. Um, it's being a little hinky. Okay. We'll We've been having some problems up here as a um, <clears throat> You're good. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's still going on the stream. So while we're uh while we're maybe not RPing, I just want to say it's very hard for me not to address this as an extension agent and to I know. It as a cleric. <laughs> You're doing great. It's the chupacabra. Um, the chupacabra. Right. <laughs> definitely, definitely a chupacabra. Um, Dan, is your character a chupacabra? <laughs> you're it sure, sure is now, I'll tell you that much. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to know? Um, yeah. It's actually ironic, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, okay, so... Um, <laughs> so uh, Silas leads you out of the marked bird and through the... Can you spell his name? Silas or is Milton? Is it like S-A-I or is it S-A or is it S... S I L A S, Silas. Okay, I got it right on my first um, try. Hey, um, so his full name is Silas Cooper. <laughs> um, yeah, so his full name is Silas Cooper, and he leads you out of the Marked Bird and through the Market District of New Sachester and out um, the one of the gates um, to sort of the. It's it's not yet what people would call out there um, because you're still sort of hugging the walls of the city. Um, but these the farms are outside of the walls, right? Because that's where there is land. Um, and you come to um, a modest, solidly built structure um, that he's telling you is his farmhouse, made of dark wood with a thatched roof and canvas windows. Um, there's a broad porch on the front of the house with some simple benches. Um, there's a barn beyond the house um, that's larger, but similar in construction, uh, with two wide doors. And uh, Silas leads you up to the barn and swings open the doors for you to enter. In the barn is dimly lit by sunlight coming in through cracks between the boards. Uh, they dung, sweat, and hay. A few flies buzz in the far corners of the room. Um, and he sort of indicates uh, uh, an area, one of the like stalls that doesn't have any no living animal in it and shows you um <clears throat> two pigs that he and his children brought back from a pasture um so you guys are um able to investigate them if you so desire are the pigs yeah. dead do, do that like yes okay um <clears throat> silas is it okay <laughs> if i um just sort of cut into one of these uh i mean of course do whatever you gotta do i, I don't think i can use them for anything like this is there, um, so uh, I'm going to look over the pigs. Are there any, like, wounds or anything, burn marks or anything obvious? Give me a search check. Search. First roll, first roll, first roll. Uh, I got a 10. A 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you look over the animal, and, I mean, you, had, you don't have a whole lot of experience with domestic farm animals, um, especially the kind that, you know, people from 
um, Denebria or like human lands might keep. Um, it looks like an animal. It's definitely dead. It hasn't been dead for too long, but as he said, it looks like emaciated or like the skin is real sucked in tight against the the bones and the muscle inside the body. And it just, it just seems kind of off um, and really odd, but you don't see any, like you said, burns or bites or anything like that. Off color, what color? Uh, it just seems like pale. Ah, uh, okay. So um, can I cut into the, can I Is cut into the animal? Is this one of those situations animal? that we can like each kind of do a search check? Um, yeah, you could each search it. Um, and yes, Lucanus, you can cut into it. Okay. Um, there are two, so Kay, you could be searching one while Lucanus cuts into the other. Okay. Um, but yes, you can roll a search if you so I'll, desire. I'll, I'll sniff it. You'll sniff it. Not actually. Um, I'm gonna. Are you, uh, it probably smells. Are you just sniffing, or are you investigating with all of your senses? No, okay. I will actually investigate it. Oh well, I got a, a one. <laughs> It's really gross, and you're kind of like, mm, like, you, you, like you want, like you want to help, but then you're also like, but maybe if I just like, you're kind of like looking at it, but you didn't even like get down close to it. You're just looking at it from like where you're standing. You're like, I then like pick up the nearest stick and just prod it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Lucanus, you were cutting it open. Yeah, I'm going to uh, 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 make an incision like right on the. Um, well, it would be the boss and butt, but it's like a shoulder. Um, just to see if it bleeds. <laughs> we got meat cuts going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, um, yeah, look. so... You... <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so... yeah, oddly enough, there isn't really any blood that's out of the wound. And even, you, depending on how long the animal had been dead, you wouldn't necessarily expect it to, like, bleed because it could have coagulated. But, like, you don't even really... Like, there isn't even that sort of, like, weird gooey blood. Um, yeah. Oh no! Okay, there we are. <laughs> you lost in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Eric thinks we might be dealing with. That's an interesting, an interesting thought. Um, <clears throat> we'll have to see what happens. Um, but yeah, so you don't, you don't see any blood, blood. You don't even see that like sticky, coagulated blood. It's just sort of like, I don't know, like it's, it's just uh, like you know, there, there's still redness in the, you know, in muscle and in the skin a little bit, but it's definitely not, not how you would expect. Okay. Is this anything that Fletcher would have um, studied, like studied in school, um, or read about in any of his book learning? Does Fletcher have um, knowledge nature as a skill? Mm, that's a good question. Yes. Then give me a nature check. Okay. Ah! <laughs> we need a separate bell for. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Like the the drinking game, every time there's a nature check, you take a yeah. shot. Yeah. Uh oh. That is a net twenty. Woo! Ah! <laughs> <Thanks>, <laughs> well, all right, Fletcher. That one Cedric could roll that good. All right. Um. All right. So Fletcher, um, sort of <clears throat> pipes up behind all of you. He's also not necessarily getting real close to them, but he's like, well, uh, so. There are some kinds of animals, like uh, some bats or some insects and other creatures that drink animal blood. Uh, I don't know if that's what could have happened here, but I, I do know that that's a thing that exists. Mm. So, do you think it was an animal? I, I don't know. It would have to be either a really <clears throat> big animal to drink all these animals' blood, or many, many small animals. 
You think we could set up a trap, maybe? Well, you, you mean like inside? In, in, <clears throat> we could go look and if there's a place where you would want to do something like that. Well, if it's a bat, I don't. What kind of trap would we build for a bat? They fly. A bat trap. <laughs> we have We have a fish net, don't we? Bats aren't fish. Are you about to miss net for bats? This is so good. I mean, it's all we got. I guess we could. Um. So wait, are there, uh, so, so there are, are there any visible bite marks on any of the animals? Um, did you also want to do a search? All right. Um, <laughs> apologize to everyone who's listening or hanging out while I am doing multiple things. <laughs> Yay! Everybody give Peter a round of applause for running two characters this no, evening. No, don't do that. <laughs> That's a 13. That's a 13. Um, you also don't really find anything that I didn't already miss. All right. Well, uh, I mean, we can, we can um, set out a trap and uh, um, tonight and Silas? Maybe, <laughs> maybe take turns watching it. What do you guys think? What have you so heard? what would you guys like to do? Uh, well, we can we can um, set a, uh, a trap tonight and see what comes. I mean, I don't I don't know um, I don't know any other way. Uh, were these animals in the barn when they died? No, they were. Like I said, my my ch my children and I went and I almost did the wrong accent. Um, no, like like I said, my children and I went out to check on the animals in the pasture this morning and found them all like that there's there's many more out there these were just two that we dragged back to the barn to try to get a better look at them but there's there's a lot out in the field i don't know if you want to go look at them and see if you can figure out anything on them i'd say yeah what do you guys say gesturing <clears throat> to Kay and Zedric. yeah i agree with that yeah. we might be yeah. able to at least see like what's going on out there yeah so what would you guys like to do Uh, yep. yeah, let's visit wait. the field. Yeah. Camp here overnight. Do we want to? Can we make it to? Yeah, let... visit the field. Yeah, we should go at least look at the field before we make our decision. Yeah, we might be able to find some like tracks or I don't know something like. Okay. Um, in that case, Silas sort of leads you back out of the barn and a little ways away from the structures into the pasture and leads you up and yeah you see there are dead cows and dead pigs um on the ground uh <clears throat> are there any tracks anywhere make a uh perception check for me is this one of yes you can all make a perception those ones check. that we yes you can all make a perception check if you'd like all right 17. i got a 17. <clears throat> I got a 15. 15? Mm. Cedric? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got... Well, so Cedric got a... And I got... Um, 13 again. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what Fletcher's perception... Uh, don't worry about him for stuff, unless okay. it's very specific. Like okay. the... So, and I got... <laughs> sorry. Um, including including my perception mm -hmm. bonus. 
funny because I got a plus three in that skill. Okay. Um, yeah, so you all sort of uh, fan out, and you're looking around for clues. I... Um, and uh, what you you don't see any, like, tracks or, or specific marks on the ground or disturbances in the vegetation other than what these animals themselves would have been making. But, uh, Lucanus, you see movement out of the corner of your eye and look up, and you see a figure making its way towards you across the pasture. And uh, Bedwer, if you'd like to describe yourself for the group. Mew, 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 mew. Tall, uh, very lanky um, goat person. Um, see a nice pair of ram horns curling around on the side of the head, wearing some sort of rudimentary barbarian-type cloths and leathers. Are you actually a chupacabra? Look, I'm person than the chupacabra itself. Um, dark chestnut brown in color, but lots of white stripes and uh, tribal um, markings painted onto onto the fur, um, fairly obvious even from a distance. And uh, Bedwer, as you're approaching um, you, this settlement, um, you see some people out in the grassland. Um, you see two male humans and a female human, and then you see another tallish figure that looks fairly human, except it's got very um, pointy ears. Um, and then you see a much shorter male figure as well. <clears throat> I will uh, reach and um, take out a piece of... Uh bark, sort of chewing on it, mm -hmm. walk over, sort of staring directly at them in a bit of a, a tense kind of posture. Cedric does, waves. Is, is, yeah. Kales. Walk up. <laughs> the bestial sort of right. What are you? Uh, did, wait, you say that in common? Hello there. <laughs> Greetings. Sir, how are you? Lucanus is... I am just peachy. How are you? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful, man. Beautiful. Okay. I love that. Uh... Aim to please. Aim to please. Well, so, she and Lucanus are going to be best friends. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we're, well, uh, we'd be a lot better if uh, these... Lucanus, animals hadn't been killed. Do you? This gesture is over. Uh oh. Joe, you're popping in and out real bad. We can't hear what you're saying. Does <laughs> this work? Uh, yeah, I, I can hear you now. I could mull some wine. Should I mull some wine? Oh my goodness, Peter. <laughs> okay. So um, is the video quality better? Yeah, I think so. I, I, well, I can definitely hear you, um, which is good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll just go through it okay. with my uh, video off and see how that works. Don't get to see works. Joe's beautiful so, face. Yeah, sorry about this. This is this is not my fault. Um. So, <laughs> Lucanus gestures over to the uh, dead animals and says, "Hey, uh, do you um would you have happened to seen anything weird over the past few days?" Um, no. But I'm I'm out searching for weird creatures. I ask again, what are you? My name is Cedric. I'm a dwarf. I'm a I'm a 
I'm a cleric. Um, I'm a, really a technically a middle priest of Moradin. Um, this, these are my friends. Uh, this is I'm, Kay. I'm a girl. Yeah, I'm a girl. Hi. Uh, this is Lucanus. Uh, He's not a girl. Not a girl. Uh, this is <laughs> Fletcher, also not a girl. Um, and this is Silas. Um, Who I'd... is the owner of these poor animals that are dead. Yes. We are here trying to figure out why they're dead. What are <clears> you? Maybe who are you would be more polite. Well, he asked what we are, so I figured it was an okay question to ask in return. Such so, be sort of giving us a very tense body language, um, sort of skeptical, squinty look in, in the eyes as everybody is sort of introduced and uh, let out a bit of a goat-like snort, you know. Kay, like, goes up to him and, like, squints at him really hard. <laughs> How close are you getting? I like as close as possible. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like as a goat man, he's pretty freaking intimidating. Like, how tall he, are you? He's very tall. Uh, <laughs> yes, six uh, foot eight. With those, yeah, like, so okay, you're like, like her toes <laughs> and yeah. is, like squinting at his chin. Really. I'll, yeah. I'll respond with a prayer. I think he might actually be taller than me. Oh yeah, he's definitely taller than you, Lucanus. Yeah. he's very tall. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what did you say, Dan? I'll, I'll respond uh, uh, to Kate going up to Glare. I would, I'll glare back and then uh, break my, my lips with a small smile, giving off a, a, a friendly and impressed vibe um, to the, the guts. Um, I am Bedwiris Badadin of the Conan AR. You are in our lands. What is the purpose? Uh, so you, um, you're a local? I... Yeah, are you, you're from not, around not here? Not, not, not I, A-Y-E. <laughs> <laughs> yes, affirmative. Um, yes. Well, um, this is Silas. He, um... Apparently he he also lives here, um, and uh, is has been farming here for a while on on these lands. So I guess um, has also laid claim to these lands. Um, so I guess you. Nice is clean. Uh, Cedric's not the right one to. Handle this situation. Cedric's the one who's handling it. Uh, <laughs> they both swig. <laughs> uh, That's what we call thinking drinking. Hey, dude, you want to help? We're trying to figure out why these animals are dead, and you look like you're tall and could help. Uh, Bedwer, you see her gesturing to some uh, dead. Uh, you presume agricultural animals. Um, you've seen these before on these farms on the outskirts of the city, cows and pigs, um, and they are extremely emaciated and look like they've been sucked dry. Uh, so I'll walk over to get a, a closer look at them. And is this something Did that I smell really bad? 
FYI, I suggest poking it with a stick. That's what I, will, I did. Mm. I will lean in and sniff in response to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can give me either a search check or a nature check. <laughs> Or a, like, take kick point damage from the smell check? No. <laughs> Six. Six. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, it's definitely dead. Um, you don't see anything that, like, immediately says, like, exactly what it could be to you. Um, but you definitely, like, you've been around, like, you've lived here your whole life. You've been around. Um... And so you have thoughts on what it might be, um, but you're not ready to. You, you don't. You don't have a clear enough feel. Yeah. Could be a few things. Plans were not made for your other animals that you bring in with you. Um, I, I mean, I technically didn't bring them in. They, they're not mine. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I mean, technically, they're yeah, they're they're not. Not native species, so you know you're gonna run into issues like that. Um, yeah, is that really know. something Cedric would say? No. <laughs> Cedric would be like, "Yeah, maybe you should consider going back to rat farming." I mean, like, I haven't ever seen this issue with rats. There's plenty of good eating on I those. Have, I have tried your rats; they are delicious. Uh, see, see, Bedwer gets it. I like turn around to Silas and like, have you ever eaten rats? No. Okay. For a second, I thought I was the weird one. <laughs> no, I've never never eaten rats. I don't know many people that do. Although you I guess I've met two it. today. Uh, well, maybe if y'all prepare your best rats, I could <laughs> test them and judge and pick a winner. All right. I am amenable to this. <laughs> I don't have any of my spices with me um or i don't have any rats here I, there are no rats in this field that i um, are you backing down from a challenge cedric i mean isn't your god disappointed in you no uh <laughs> no my god is very proud of me <laughs> I, I... okay sorry <laughs> that was hard I should, yeah i should have i have <laughs> me is a, a i i assume um but no i would never back down from a challenge uh the challenges that moored in places before us are what forge us into you know the the the, the weapons and armor that we will be moving on forward this day hence the like, i'm sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> well perhaps we could help each other why what do you what do you need my people may know what is wrong with your animals if we were to bring them to our wise woman. Is your wise woman far? I don't know about you. I'm not particularly skilled at dragging pigs for like particularly long distances. Can I make a strength check to just pick one up and put it over my shoulder? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, do a... Yeah, um... Let's see. Yeah, probably just straight strength. That's fine. Can I do it? Twelve. Yes, Lucanus, you can also. Can try I do to a pick strength check too? Yeah. Oh, hey, I got an eighteen. 
and 18. Um, yeah, so they're awkward because they're dead. And I mean, it's not like picking up a live pig would be easy, but you know what I mean. Like, they're awkward because they're dead, and so the body is, like, stiff in some places, but also very, like, limp, and it's very heavy, even though they've been drained of their fluids. And um, it, it takes you a little bit of time, Lucanus, but you sort of figure out how to, you know, cradle one. You've also got a lot of other stuff you know, in your backpack and, and whatever, so you're definitely encumbered at this point, so you wouldn't be able to move very fast. Um, Bedwar, it's a little awkward, and you're not used yeah. to picking up farm animals, so. Um, at this point, Fletcher sort of pipes up, and he's like, um, do we actually have to carry them anywhere? Um, I mean, if he's local, uh, I mean, maybe combining what we've already figured out about them, or what I was thinking about, um, what I remembered about, you know, things that might drain the fluids of an animal, maybe this local would know um, what around here does that. Oh yeah, Fletcher, could you use your um, your your note-taking uh, picture-making spell to make a picture that we could show to this wise woman? Wait, uh, what, did, what did you say about draining? Well, so when we were, we were investigating the bodies, um, well, Lucanus cut it, cut one open, and it doesn't look like there's any blood or anything left inside. And and I was thinking about things that could have done something like that. And I know that there are insects and animals that can drain the blood of living creatures. I don't know anything about Arda or what sorts of things like that might live here, but I don't know if you might. Mm. Sort of sits down and looks at the, the pig for a bit longer. I, I might, I might. Lucanus sounds oh, sorry. like what we call a sturge. That sounds especially good in that accent. Sturge? <laughs> sturge. <laughs> Lying, biting things that come to suck the blood of the goat people. Well, that sounds not like something chupacabras. we should kill. Definitely not a chupacabra. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> they, they tend to come from the forest after it's been wet and rainy. Is it usually not much of a problem? But... Are they big? Are they little? They, I actually forget <laughs> how big they're, they're not very large. Yeah, I mean they're like they're big. They're big bugs, but they're not, like, they're not your size, certainly. <laughs> I mean, nothing is his size, apparently. <laughs> How do you even get clothes? <laughs> he's a barbarian. He's wearing, like, a loincloth. <laughs> it's like a, one, one deer in the front, one deer in the back. He's also, he's also covered in fur. <laughs> it's just a deer. There's no actual clothes. It's You're just like, an animal I don't know, or something he's, that you need, like, actual he, clothes. He's all covered in fur. <laughs> but anyway. I mean, Cedric is also probably covered in fur, but he still, like, carries around a blood-soaked shirt half the time. He's <laughs> not covered wow. in blood right now, I'm pretty sure. Wow. I said half the time. I mean... You've been here five days. This is day two of you having a clean shirt. Fair enough. Um... <laughs> It's it's right. it's funny if they've come to find these creatures because usually they don't come out unless it's been raining and it it hasn't been. No, that's right. Silas pipes up. It it's been really fair this spring. 
Um, why do they come out in the rain? Tis where they breed their young. In water? I... Sort of, <laughs> do, do you want me to go into that? I mean, well, we can get to that in a moment. Um, but Silas sort of um, pauses and thinks, and he's like, well, if these things breed in water, well, my neighbors just recently started flooding some fields, I think, for crops. Do you think a like a flooded area, a new a new wet place in the ground would be enough to set these things off? Oh, ice. Perfect. Usually they're around the river when it floods or in pools of water that accumulate on the floor of the forest. But mm. I have field would do it. Well, in that case, I think I might know where we need to go. Um... Huh? Yeah, it looks like we're going to the flooded fields. Yeah. Um, so Silas sort of motions you all this way, and as you're walking, he says, um, my neighbors, the Timbers, uh, they started flooding some of their fields to grow crops like rice and sugarcane. I mean, I'm happy just raising some animals and growing some more conventional stuff, but they're young, and they just moved here and are trying to do things to get themselves settled, I guess. Um, so he leads you across the fields. It's, you know, a, a ways of a walk, right? These farms are not close together because that way people actually have land to cultivate and whatever. Um, but you arrive at the, the timber farmhouse. Um, it's a bit smaller than the Cooper homestead, um, but made of basically the same materials. Um, a woman is sitting in a rough-hewn rocking chair on the porch sewing. Um, she's in her mid-twenties with a broad, smiling face, deep-set eyes, dark skin, and black hair that falls in large curls past her shoulders. Uh, she's wearing a simple dress of yellow cotton with a white apron over it. Uh, as she stands up when she notices y'all coming, um, you can see that she's heavily pregnant. And she says, uh, Silas, well, who are your friends? What's, what's going on? My name's um, Cedric. Hello, and Silas sort of gestures to all of you and is like, I, uh, I had some problems with my livestock this morning, and I sort of ran into all these folks, and as we've been investigating, um, we think that, uh, well, there might be some sort of creature, and he's sort of looking at Bedwer for confirmation, there's some sort of creature, Sturge, he's calling it, that might be living in the water in your fields? And she sort of puts her hands on her hips and goes, now, Silas... You can't be blaming us for problems. And he said, no, no, no. I, you know as well as I do that there's all kinds of weird things out here. And she sort of nods her head. And we just we just want to go take a look. Is uh, is August out there? And she says, yeah, August is out planting the fields already this morning. I, I guess you can go out there and look for him if you want. Weird things. You show up here and weird, weird things. Mutter, mutter, mutter. <laughs> Uh, who's the alien? What's this, Kay? I feel like I'm the only normal person in the whole world sometimes. <laughs> where, do you, where do you all come from? Um, you can definitely see as you guys walk past the house and go out towards their fields that um, the woman is looking um, very pointedly 
Like, she's not staring, but it's, like, just short of staring at Cedric and Lucanus and Bedwar. <laughs> Y'all are very interesting looking. <laughs> Paige shrugs. Girl. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> so is Cedric, like, waist high on Bedwar? Like, knee high? Like, where are we, where are we at? Lucanus. How, how tall is Cedric? Because Bedwar's almost seven feet tall. He's four two. So okay, yeah. Like belly so, button height. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I love that. Yeah. What was that, Lucanus? <laughs> Lucanus just sits there and doesn't. Lucanus just sits there and doesn't notice that. Um, doesn't notice that he's being stared at. <laughs> Excellent. He's um, just. He's just sort of along for the ride at this point. Kay, like now realizes how much more like. She, she's not particularly stared at everyone else, but she, like, can feel, like, how everyone is staring at the group, and she definitely feels it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, ooh. Cut the tension with a plus six sword. Right. I'm with them, but not with them. <laughs> yeah, like, I happen to be in their presence, mm-hmm. but not with them. Well, hey, you're co-debtors. Oh. <laughs> um... So Silas sort of keeps walking with you guys out towards the Timbers' fields. Um, And as you make it to the field, um, you hear a commotion uh, in the field. So we're going to take our bio break right here. And when we come back from our break, we'll find out what the commotion is. Um, But I do need all of the players to make sure they're logged into Roll20 when we get back so that we can do the thing. Um, oh, no, the thing. Oh, no, the thing. Um, yeah, so, yes, I see you logged in. Um, so, yeah, so when we when we come back from our quick bio break, um, we will be logged in and playing, and I don't even know if this is streaming anymore. I hope it's streaming. Um, it looks like it's having real trouble. I hope um, it is but as well. It might just be a lost episode. I would really hope that that doesn't happen with our guest, but we'll find out. Um, I'm yeah. recording it. it, it Sorry. Okay. Okay. okay, well, we'll we'll figure something out. Um, at least we're having I'm sorry, fun. my dog is, like, going well, crazy about the cat. You know cat. what? It's okay. Um, yeah, Wait, so... going to hell. <laughs> it's just... It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Um, it's Halloween. Yeah, so we're going to, um, if you guys would mute yourselves on VC, since I think Joe's, uh, it was still picking up the audio even while we were on the break screen. We're going to go on a quick bio break, but we'll be back here in like five to seven-ish minutes. Um, ten, so I need to bring my dog Ten, right. The dog uh, needs to pee. Ten minute, ten minute bio break for us and the pooch. Um, you, grab yourself a drink and a snack and come back in a few. Thanks, everybody. So I don't feel like I emphasized this enough earlier, but that both of you look fantastic tonight. Aw, thanks. thanks. <laughs> I made the vest today, and I had to hand sew it. That is wow. amazing. Mad props. That is yeah, amazing. you do. This, yeah. Was just, this was just like a thrown-together thing. Yesterday was my real costume, which you can see photos of on Twitter. I did. I did. It looked did. killer. Um... Yeah, no one celebrates Halloween here, so every time I, like, go outside, everyone just stares at me. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck are these, this is going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Halloween isn't a thing, huh? No, it's not, and, like, one year I really wanted to carve pumpkins, but they're not in season right now, so well, I'm going to carve the cantaloupe. <laughs> now, um... 
You could have done the um the very uh traditional, you know, carve a turnip. Yeah. I don't find those yeah. here either. I actually uh really? Yeah, not super common. I mean they're not native, so you know. Sorry. It's just the cat it's like so I actually made a, a a pumpkin um I actually made a, a pumpkin wild rice uh, peel off today. Ooh, that sounds tasty. Hey, everybody's back. Yeah, it was pretty good. We're back. Let's do the thing. Woo. Don't forget to switch us back to our faces on the thing, because I see the whole screen. But... Oh, right. Yeah. I yes. am. I have decided that I am going to stream from a PC next time. Yeah. Because we know that uh, audio works from PCs, or at least it's supposed to. So I will not be streaming from my desktop Mac anymore, yeah. which means there will be no phylogenetic tree behind me anymore, unfortunately. Aww. You could just put the PC on the desk. That would involve switching desks between the two of us. Oh. So, yeah. Because he, he has a dual monitor PC. And I have, well, there isn't a wall behind his desk. You'll see. Um, <laughs> in any case, I have a PC that I can stream from. So we'll do that next time. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so y'all yep. heard some commotion as you thunk, came thunk, out. Thunk, thunk, thunk. Well, oh not God. that kind of commotion. Okay. More like yelling and flailing. Um, because as you um, as you approach the fields, uh, whoop, you should now be able to see the map on your roll 20, and you're going to have to zoom out because the field is big. And you are, at, you are at one end of it. So what you see is this field where there are sort of like rows of sort of like slightly raised uh, land or dirt that has, there are some rows that already have plants planted in them, um, little seedlings and whatnot. And in between, in between these raised mounds of dirt, there is some like low standing water. Um, and at the sort of other end of this planted field from where you are currently standing, there is a man... Um, uh, also dark brown skin, uh, shaved head, uh, curly black beard, um, also like mid to late 20s. Um, and he is just like, he's dropped all the tools and seedlings and things that he had in his hands and is waving his arms around and yelling um, because around him, well, give me a perception check from where y'all are standing. Uh, I got a, I got a 24. six. Wow. <laughs> that they're good at. Oh, wait, hold on. I got a 24. Uh, nice. 19. Sorry. 19. Um, nine, including Five. my bonus. Nine, including nine. my bonus. Okay. Yeah, so some, some of you see it. Yeah. Um, so Kay and Cedric, what did you say you got? 19. 19, yeah. So you guys can see there are these kind of buggy things flying around in the air um, around this guy, and he's waving his arms and yelling. Um, and uh, now, now I would like you to roll initiative. No, 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 Pokemon no, no. like battle theme song. Dun, 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 I know, right? Guile <laughs> theme. Hey, I got good initiative. On you got this good one. initiative. All right, hold on. Don't don't yell any numbers yet, because yep. Peter has to do two initiatives. <laughs> Five hundred. Oh come on! All right. <laughs> I forget where that number. <laughs> you forget where that number is. It's pretty close to the top. Nancy's dog ate her character scroll, sheet, scroll, though, scroll, so... I'm <laughs> trying to read it on my phone. Uh, I, like, I don't remember the spot. Uh, you know what's oh, awesome is... is uh, I got a 14. 
flooded. Okay, hold on, hold on. Don't, no, no, don't, don't yell numbers. Okay, so did, did anybody get a higher than a 20 initiative? No, okay. Uh, anybody 15 to 20? Uh, yes, uh, Fletcher. I got a 20 exactly if you include Ooh. my bonus. All right, Lucanus at 20. What was that, uh, Peter? Also a 20. Oh, um, what's Fletcher? Is that Fletcher? Yeah, Fletcher's... What's his dexterity bonus? 14. Okay, so a plus two. Lucanus, what's your dexterity? Uh, <laughs> also 14. Darn it! Did we do it? I've never I've never encountered this before. Did we do a roll? I've never encountered this either. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna so I'm gonna uh, roll uh plus uh two modifier. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my percentile die. Okay, um, we're gonna let Lucanus go first. Well, that makes sense because I need to figure out what I'm gonna do. Do we have a Do we have a D two? Just a coin. Um, <laughs> Lucanus go first. A, coin. a D two is a coin. Yep, and then Fletcher. All right, well. um, any. Anybody else 15 to 20? Nope. Okay. Uh, 10 to 15. What's your number? 14. 14. Okay. Oh. Um, and then uh, that was 10 to 15. Uh, 5 to 10? 8. 8. Cedric. <laughs> Cedric, what did you get? I got a five. You got a five. Yeah. Why are clerics always so slow on initiative? <laughs> it's good. I'll be able to heal everybody once they've been injured. <laughs> Yay. Um. <laughs> Actually, sorry. that is true. For a cleric, you do want them to go last. The, yeah, it's nice. Um, sorry, I'm writing down all of the colors. Make rolls. I'm I'm writing down all of the colors of the Sturges so I can keep track of their hit points and things. Alrighty, cool. Uh, Lucanus, you're up first. Um, you didn't actually see, you can't actually see the things, um, because your perception check was not that great. Um, but you do see this guy flailing and yelling, at the other end of the, end of the field. All right. So, um, uh, what's the um, what is the role? Well, I'm gonna have to check the roll twenty to know what I can do. So. Yeah. Um. So basically, you are standing on Ooh. the like sort of raised okay, land in between. I'm going to have to zoom. Areas of water. Yes, you will have to zoom a little because it's a big map. Okay. Is that within my crossbow range? What is the range of your crossbow? Uh, it's a very good question. Um, I'd have to pull up the. Hmm. Weapons sheet to know, and I'm not sure I want to do that given the fact that I'm streaming. Is it a light, um, cross is it a light crossbow? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Light crossbow. All I have is crossbow written down. Um, I don't think we ever established feet. what kind it was when I took it. I think it was light. 80 feet. Um, the purple one is 40 okay. feet away, the okay. pink one is right. 50 well, feet away, yeah, so you've got, you've got a ways. So yeah, you can definitely, definitely hit them, if you so desire. Okay. Well, you can try Can them. I, um, so they're, they're well within range. Yes. Okay, um, would I be in any danger of hitting the person who's flailing and screaming? Uh, none of them are, well, if you were aiming at the red one, yes, um, but not... Yeah. Um, not not 
not okay. like the purple one or the pink so, ones. So yeah. I think I'm just gonna I think I'm just gonna take my turn to. I think I'm just gonna take my turn to move closer to them. Okay. Um. Then so go for I'm it. Gonna, I'm gonna. Hold up. The barbarian is going first. How many do I move again? It's initiative isn't attacking anybody. I know, right? Um, you just click on yourself and then pick yourself up and move. Well, yourself. I don't. You should you should have access to yourself. All right. Yeah, you're you're controlling right, your character. So... So. Yep, yep. So I'm gonna move here. Okay, you're gonna move there. Um, next up is Fletcher. Um, yep. If, if Lucanus isn't if, attacking, if, then Fletcher isn't going to attack. Um, okay. But is also going to move forward. Um, I don't, oh, I don't have control over Fletcher. Uh, but oh, it's gonna sure, move, sorry. Uh, Where no, do you want cool. uh, It's going to just basically move, like, up, but behind Lucanus. Um, okay. Um, five. Like, move closer to kind of investigate what's going on. 30. Um, there he goes. Okay. Cool. Alrighty. Um, okay. Um, you definitely saw these things. Okay. Um, I forget the rules about how far you can move and how pew pew you can, like... <laughs> um, so if you move a maximum of 30 feet, you could still shoot once. Okay. And 30 feet is five squares? Six squares. Each square is five feet. Uh, um, can I shoot at the pink one without, like... Yeah. Alright. I'm gonna open up my character sheet again and nice. shoot at the pink one. Cool. Do uh, it. I forget. We haven't done battle in so long. I, I know. <laughs> I think I roll a d20 to see if I hit it first, You right? do. You roll a d20 to see if you hit it. What do you mean we haven't done battle in a long time? I, oh, I feel like you got you got dragged underwater by a crocodile not long ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think and all it, I did was... As a like, different character. <laughs> Yeah, bubble and splurt, and... <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly. So we did um, battle, you just didn't. Oh, Yeah, basically. You I guys had, had to rescue your captain. Off. <laughs> it was fighting yeah. words. It was, it was uh -huh. great. Um, uh, is, do I have a modifier, or is it just a d20? Um, it'll be a d20 plus um, something for your... So basically, like, on your weapon entry, you should have a d20. Like, it, it should say, like, plus something for your attack. Oh, I see. Plus three. So I got a eight. Nineteen. I don't know. A nineteen. That hits the pink sturge. Roll me some damage. Roll me some damage. One of these sheets of damage. <laughs> That's a six one. This one's a six one. No, that's a ten. Never mind. This one's a six one. Why are they? A cube. Oh, right. Like like a normal die. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the one with the six? I got an eight, and I was like, how did I get an eight on a six-headed die? <laughs> I got a five. You got a five. Oh, my God. All right. So, Kate, Kate runs up, pulling her bow out, takes a, takes a deep breath, and shoots her short bow, and it just skewers straight through one of these little buggy things that as you guys get closer you're able to see more clearly and the arrow keeps flying with the bug impaled on it and just like like hits the ground farther away and the bug is just like <laughs> on the on the shaft of the arrow <laughs> it's 
Nicely done. Okay. Someone that can one's eat that dead. if they want. I don't know. Y'all eat rats? Wouldn't be surprised y'all eat bugs, too. That one's dead. <laughs> Trolling fishing from a trophic energy perspective. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. That was Kay. Um, now, the bugs are going, except hey. for the one that died. Um, <laughs> the, the one that is skewered. The one that is skewered. Oh boy, here we go. <clears throat> How far can they fly? They can fly far. Alright, so the orange one is going to fly forward, and it is going to attack this guy. Um... And it attaches to him. So I'm going to leave it next to him, but it is attached to him now. Okay. So it's like... Is it so, on him? so basically what you saw when you shot it, Kay, um, and what the uh, what Lucanus and Fletcher are seeing now that you're closer are these big, sort of pinky, orangey things. It's insect-ish looking. Um, they have eight legs. Whoever wrote this monster manual, need, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> They have eight legs, and so this the one that just attached to <laughs> presumably August Timber. Um, it's eight legs have sort of clamped down onto him, and it's got this very long, pointy nose thing on the front of it, um, and, yeah, big wings. Um, they're really kind of gross-looking. Um, and so, yeah, so it has attached to him, and this one's going to move up and try to attach to him as well. Seems problematic. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, it also... Enjoyable also attaches, so that's orange and green. Well, he's gonna be dead. Gonna and be dead. The, the red one is going to try to attach to him. Oh, Jesus. The red one also attaches. Jesus. There we go. Um, the purple one sees Lucanus rush up and decides to change course and come on over here. Um, Lucanus, what's your armor class? Mine? Yes, your... your, your uh... Uh, right now it's 18. You're in, wow, your AC is 18. <laughs> Holy smokes. Um, so the purple one flies up to you, and it does not attach oh. to you, but it's like zzzz, right there next to your head. Um, mm. And this yellow one is going to... One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. The yellow one is also going to come up right there and also try to attach to you. Um, and that one does attach to you. Um, Slurp. Alrighty. Um, so that's their turn. Uh, Bedwer, it is now your turn. Alright. Um, so Bedwer didn't notice these things initially, but seeing the action with everybody else sure gets his, his attention. So yeah. <laughs> he'll uh, take out a, a large axe in one hand, a somewhat small axe in, in one hand, and as he begins um, speeding up from a walk to a trot into a, a sprint towards this thing, you'll hear him go through a, a series of low notes and then settle on a, a high note similar to the sound that has been emanating from these creatures so far. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> trying to match their, uh, their, their buzzing sound. Nice. Um, so where would you like to move? You have control over your character. All right, let's see if I can do this right. You're free to move about the castle. Right, right there. So go, go right up in front of the. <laughs> All right. Um, did you want to try to use your humming? 
Yeah, okay. I'll try. Uh, I'll, I'll use the action to, to hum. Okay, you're going to use your action to hum. Uh, yeah, do a performance check for me. All right, so performance sing. Uh, there we go for a 13. For a 13. Okay. Um, so the uh, the yellow one, or the one on Lucan on one side of Lucanus, the yellow one does not seem at all distracted by what you're doing, um, but the purple one, which did not attach to Lucanus yet, like it definitely it seems like you're humming and you're right up there next to it. It seems like your humming is distracting it and making it unable to sort of properly navigate what's happening. Uh, fun fact, this is a mechanic we're sort of making up on the fly. Um, <laughs> well done. Oh, I killed Peter. Peter's dead. Uh, <laughs> Get that man a healing so potion. Um, <laughs> uh, it took um, yeah, psychic so damage. <laughs> you did. You took psychic damage. Um, yeah, this mechanic is not in the book, but we might be doing a lot of that here on Nature Check because there are a lot of not very scientific, or there are a lot of scientific things missing from the monster manuals, maybe. So here we are singing to disrupt mosquitoes. Um, big bad mosquitoes. All right, Bedwer. Um, Mania's just like giving him like the weirdest fucking. Look. She's like, why is he singing? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so now it's Cedric's turn when he gets back. <laughs> Y'all uh, noticing this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Cedric is going to rush forward to the um, to August, um, okay. and uh, if he can make it there, um, he's going to uh, try and cast. Um, well, how does August look? He looks presumably um, uh, unhappy, unhealthy. Yeah, he, I mean he's got some bugs attached to him. He hasn't actually. Um, uh, he hasn't actually like been bitten as far as you can tell yet but they're attached to him um your speed is only 25 feet okay correct short. yes okay so even if you ran 50 like even if you ran 50 feet you wouldn't make it to him you can run 50 feet but oh, i'm gonna dash know. for my movement i'm gonna dash towards him you're gonna dash for your movement cool okay um then do that uh oh yes oh. i can do that <laughs> ish Ish. Cool. Alright, so that's how close you get. Yeah. What are you doing? Okay, so you dashed. You you ran. Yeah, that's... Cool. Yeah, that's my turn, I guess. Well, that's your turn. Okay, Lucanus, you have one of these beasties attached to you, and another one right next to you, and Bedwer is sort of diagonal behind you, humming very loudly. Okay. <laughs> So, I am going to go into rage mode. So, uh, Lucanus, um, he has, you know, he's sort of covered in these sort of pale green lime scars, and his skin is almost translucent, and in this case, he, um, uh, his skin turns almost like an ivory colored, and the scars turn shiny green and emerald, and his hair goes from a, a sort of green color to a black um, color that almost looks like smoke. Are you Dragon and, Ball Zing this? Um, is that what's happening right now? Pretty I, much. And then his eyes turn black. The DM was I have, unaware I have of these color changes. For this. But okay. It take three episodes charging <laughs> up and something will happen. We'll, we'll put yeah. those we'll put I those just, color changes on hold I until the DM them. finds out what they mean. Um. <laughs> I I described them I described them in episode three. Did you? Hmm. Um because well, I just I, went I back mean, and yep, I, I just mean, went back I'm, and listened to it. I, okay. I I'm imagining that you're just describing that you're doing that as your character. You're like, 
Alright. All right. And then this happened. And then I turned green. <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. Like people who sing their own theme songs when they, yeah. like... <laughs> anyway. Alright, so you go into rage mode, and then what? Yeah, no. So, um... Yeah. Uh, can I grapple with one of them? Like, try to grab the one that's attached? Technically, it is the one that's attached is already grappling you. Um, you can... Oh my goodness. Grapple it back? Kind of. You can you can achieve a pin on it to get rid of it. Can you just punch it in the face? Yeah, just or kill can, it. Yeah, well, you can either attack it or you can attempt to pin it. You're the most pacifist barbarian I've ever met, Joe. He 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 decided to rage and then just flick it off of him. Yeah. Um. Pug. Pug. <laughs> well, um, it's the one that's it's the one that's the biggest threat to me. So. True story. Um. Yeah. So basically, you would you would be. You would do a grapple, uh, an opposed grapple with it, in order to figure out whether or not you can get it off of you. Yes. Yeah. Or you, or you can hit it. Or whatever. Uh, okay. So I am going to, um, I'm going to try to grab it and crush it. Ooh. Okay. Um. um do I need? What do I need to roll? Well, if you just want to crush it, then I'll let you do a weapon attack. If you're, well, it depends. Are you trying to crush it with your hands, or are you trying to kill it with your weapon? Um, if you, so if you want to like get it I'm off of you with, with your with hands, hands, yeah. If you want to get it off of you with your hands and then crush it, that's going to take basically two actions. So you could do the, you could do the pick it off of you this round and then have it in a grapple, but you wouldn't be able to crush it this round. Okay, so I'm gonna do. I'm going to do that, um, okay. and I got an 11. Uh, on your grapple? Yep. Okay. Um, okay, uh, so you pick it off of you, so now Lucanus is kind of like holding this thing. Ah, he's all he's all ragey and he's holding this now again it's not it's not like a little mosquito or even like you know a, a beetle or whatever like it's it's a big like nerf football thing. <laughs> Um, Not a regular football, but a Nerf football. Well, I think they might <laughs> be bigger than that, but that's sort of the sort of shape I'm picturing. Okay, okay so you've got it, and you're looking at it. Um, so that's Lucanus' turn. Uh, Fletcher. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's, that's me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that took, that took me a second. Um, so Catcher, Fletcher is going to cast... Um, oh, man. Um... Yeah. All right. Uh, Ray of Frost at one of the one, the other one, um, next to Lucanus, like the or on Lucanus, like the the purple one. Yeah, the one that he's not currently holding. Okay. Um, uh, let me check on Ray of Frost for a moment. So I'm it's sure. a touch attack. Um. It's a, a ranged touch attack. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. Um. So because it's a ranged attack, you're going to do it with a penalty because that is in melee, and basically you'd be shooting between Lucanus and Bedwar. Okay. Um, so yeah. So roll your ranged attack and subtract two. Okay. Um, oh, no. Okay, well, I don't even need to figure out the modifiers for that. So I rolled a three. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the oh no was a one. I was waiting. No, yeah, this is a three. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yep. So three minus two is a one, but not a natural one. Yeah, no, that's uh, not gonna hit its AC. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so he expends the spell. Yep. 
Check. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kay. Uh, unless Fletcher wants to move or something. Mm, no, I think he's good where he is. Okay. All right, Kay. Um, I think I'm going to move. Um, so the purple one is being distracted because it's being sung at? Yes. Okay. And the yellow one is being grappled by Lucanus? Yes, he has it in his hands. Okay. Oh. Um, and here. I guess I'll move here and I'll take a shot at the red one. I don't take a penalty, right? Because it's like... The red one is attached to the farmer. Oh, it's attached. Mm-hmm. And the green one is also attached. Mm-hmm. And the orange one is not attached. It's also attached. They're all attached. They got him good. Ooh. Well, yeah. uh, I guess I shoot at one of the attached ones. Might as well go to take a shot at the red one. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be with a minus two. All right. Um... <laughs> I got. Uh, Appreciate your close up of your scar like makeup. Looks yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I got a two. Well done. You got a two. Minus two or a two total? No, two total. <laughs> <laughs> your arrow goes sailing over the farmer's head, and he's just like, ah, ah! <laughs> Sorry, I'm driving this over here. So bad at this. You guys, are, you guys are the best. I love it. Um, okay, so Kay moved and she shot. So now it's the Sturge's turn. Maybe I distracted right. one of them. Maybe. Um. So the purple one is still stunned. Um, the yellow one is going to try to break its grapple with Lucanus. So Lucanus, this is an opposed grapple check. Oops. Okay. Do I need to roll? Yeah, you have to roll your grapple. Alright. Uh, I got a 15. Okay, so you managed to maintain hold on it even though it's in your hands. Um, and the orange, red, and green ones. Where did all my man come back? Where did all my dice go? Dan. Dan! Dan! Oh no, Dan! Beach! Beach! <laughs> I don't know where all my dice went. I had the right dice over here. Uh, so while Dan's gone, I'm just gonna say I just I really did we lose Dan? Yeah, uh, I feel uh -huh. a bond with him as someone who shares a last name that is a food product. I feel like. <laughs> what is his last name? Peach. I don't think I was Peach. Peach. Oh. Like the fruit. That's why it was funny when he said he was just peachy. <laughs> was um, it was I, it funny or was it hard? I loved it. I loved it. Um, <laughs> I will be right back because for some reason. Oh I yeah, have, no, I thought. I have every kind of die I need except, or I have every kind of die except the one I need. You're good. Just us. Just us. And Joe, if his internet is good enough to even hear us. No, just, I can just, hear you guys. Joe, so Joe, I, I don't know if you can. Although tell I know me. you guys can't see me. 
I know you guys can't see me because I turned off uh, my video to try to conserve at least a little bit of bandwidth. You're also, like, lagging, like, four seconds behind us. So there is a little <laughs> bit of a delay. Yeah. We're not my intentionally talking over you. No. Uh, he said his computer froze. He'll be right back. My husband stole my dice. That's why they uh, weren't on the table where I thought they What were. a jerk. Uh, husbands, what are you going to do? Have I... Because he's also a DM. Have I always been on a four-second delay? Kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, it's nothing personal. Oh, okay. This is the first time... <gasps> this is the first time I've hear... I'm hearing about it, because I thought you guys were just talking over me. <laughs> oh, no, buddy. Yeah, yeah we're all we just very rude purpose. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we actually hate you, and we don't we don't oh. value you as part of this team, so we're just going to talk over you. Oh. Well, there are a few where I've been annoyed I haven't able to uh, at some I just thought you guys were talking over me. Yes. I am so sorry about that. No. It's not your fault. Sorry we didn't tell you that you're like mm -hmm. living in the past. Yeah. Nancy is super harsh. Yeah. Um. We've, we've, we've never been rude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor, poor Joe. No. We weren't, we weren't trying to talk over you. I mean, let's be clear. Okay, that explains a lot then. Yeah. We will talk over you at IRL even if there wasn't a delay, but it's not intentional. <laughs> it's not, you know, any worse because of the delay or whatever. No, so, I've actually, I've actually had to um, kind of learn to not talk over people. So, yeah, I've yeah, had I mean, to put a lot of um, skill points into that. <laughs> put a lot of skill points. In. I feel like every every white man needs to put some effort into learning that skill. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I've had to I've had to work on it more than most. So, yeah. yeah. Dan now says connecting. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, he said his computer will, froze. Will his adventure be fruitful? Wow. I wanted to ask about the whole last name thing. Now I want to know why you guys didn't go into um, research on the thing that your name is like what? why don't you why don't you research coffee or why don't you work in the coffee industry uh so my last name is actually from the gaelic uh word uh for victory um mm. so um etymologically right, right. not related to coffee at all also i don't live in like paradise like nancy so i don't get to like have coffee grow in my backyard yeah, no. it's like your life sucks. Let me, let me, yeah, let me be clear. I studied, oh, today. <laughs> I studied my crop and my crop choice was because it's a crop that no one cares about. Like everyone wow. cares about coffee. And so everyone has studied coffee, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I studied eggplant because no one gives a <laughs> shit about eggplant because eggplant is disgusting. That I don't know. <laughs> you know, Peter, eggplant is one of the few crops that has a transgenic option. Over in India, okay, so yeah, I right. say that there's some I, I apologize who really to the entire Indian subcontinent. Everybody Nobody outside down. of your subcontinent cares about eggplant, except me, and I don't even like eating it. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I like eggplant. Very important. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wait, wait, Peter. You are you are talking about the solanaceous crop, right? Interesting fact. Eggplant, not the, the thing. Uh -oh. The the solanaceous <laughs> crop ha is the agricultural product with the second highest amount of nicotine after tobacco in it. 
Really? If, yeah, if you were to eat really 40 pounds of eggplant, it would be the equivalent of smoking one cigarette. Yeah, but could you even hold 40 No! No! I feel <laughs> Absolutely like, not! When you're like, <laughs> it's the second most nicotine-filled plant after tobacco, and then you, like, plot those things on a graph, like, that's way oh. more way more important than just being you know, like, it has the second most amount of nicotine in it. Like, oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a relative amount, you know. It's, yeah. It's, it's not even on the same order of magnitude, but yeah, it's still just interesting that there is a trace amount of nicotine in eggplant. Why are they pounds. called bed and hit? What are they called? They have a different bed. Uh, aubergine. Brindle? They're called aubergines in Europe, are they not? Yeah, in France. Aubergine, yeah. Aubergine. Yep. Is yeah, and, yeah. In, and in Britain as well. So mm. aubergine, um, fuck, and I used to know this, but it... it <laughs> this I, is the most random, this it, is the most random science quarter we've had so far. I like this. it. I like it. Oh, what happened there? Somebody shared their screen. Oh, sorry. That was, I have no idea. Um, um. <laughs> that was me. Sorry. Going off the rails. It's off uh, the rails. Crazy train. So I think etymologically. Oh, interesting. Okay, so aubergine is um, from the Arabic word, um, which is based on the Persian word, which is based on the Sanskrit word for eggplant. Holy smokes. Yeah. And eggplant, how did we get such a stupid name in American English? Because a lot of the African eggplant uh, varieties, so like, all right, so every American, when they think eggplant, they think of that like pear-shaped purple shape, mm -hmm. right? Like that looks like the eggplant emoji. Um, but uh, almost all of the African varieties are actually egg-shaped. And hmm. there's a huge amount of genetic diversity in, like, its native range. So their uh, eggplants can range from being, like, solid white, so looking like an egg, to green. I've seen those. Um, and, you know, with all kinds of, like, uh, you know, a different color striping and stuff like that, to orange, red, yellows. I mean, really, pretty much any color but blue. Um, hmm. So, yeah, there's a huge amount of genetic diversity in, in I mean, in almost any agricultural crop in its native range, and then we end up eating, like, one kind, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you look at uh, – there was a really great post on Twitter earlier today that was, like, a, a variety of avocado. It was, like, a long, skinny avocado that was, like, you know, this long. Um, oh, I know. Yeah, and Oof. it's, like, because you live in the native range of the avocado, yeah. so, like – That would be good like for making avocado eating... toast on, like, a baguette, right? <laughs> Well, and it would be good for, um, like, if you were... Oh, wait, what happened? We have, like, 350 varieties of potatoes. But... Hi, Dan! I don't know what just happened. I feel like a whole bunch of video skips happened. Um, we're back! Yay! We Welcome missed back. you. Yeah. So, Dan, you missed uh, discussions of the fact that both of you and I have food-related last uh, names. Um, uh, oh, he... We can't hear him. Oh. Oh, no. Dan. That was a good... Screen to freeze on, though. Oh, yeah, he looks so happy to be He's, frozen. Yeah, your video's frozen and we can't hear you. But other than that, you look great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone please screenshot that? He looks adorable. <laughs> yes, my video's frozen! Okay, okay. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. Yay, he's back! Yay! Still back. can't oh, hear you. Peter, what's um, up with, like... Oh, wait. You're muted, Dan. This is the best. I, I am still blaming Peter for all of our haunted tech. Things. Absolutely 
it is 100% legitimate. It's my fault. <laughs> it totally is your fault. Nope, can't nope. hear you, Dan. <laughs> Bummer. Oh, no. Yeah. And it was just about to be his turn. Wait, why am I giving you guys the thumbs down, or why am I giving Dan the thumbs down to indicate that we can't hear him? My camera's off. <laughs> yeah. Bless your heart. We are oh. so struggling today. We are we are so struggling today. I feel so bad. Um, I have a fun <laughs> I have a fun story about the eggplant emoji for you guys, but I'm not gonna tell it on stream because it would embarrass someone. So I'll tell you guys at Entsog. Well, I just wanna I just wanna put it out there because I'm really proud of this. Is like, okay. because my thesis was on eggplant. Like I got to use the eggplant emoji in my uh in my thesis defense. Right, nice. like I, I am the only person on the planet that like has a non-scandalous use for the eggplant emoji. I, mean, I love it. Yeah, I did Why? not, I did not use the poop emoji nice. in my defense, especially during a thesis defense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, um, uh, Eric and I established earlier today that, or no, earlier this week that, uh, that if you wanted to, you could substitute my name as the eggplant emoji, which could be a synonym for my first name. And, and and yes, yes. Dan! Yay! Yay! And the Wait, coffee emoji. Yay! And the coffee emoji. Yay, Dan! Okay, so I got Sorry. my dice and the Sturges. Um so the purple one was still distracted, the yellow one is still being held by Lucanus, the red the the red, green, and orange were all attached to this poor farmer. I tried real hard. You tried. Um so they each jam their sharp pointy nose bits into him and start draining and the red one it's crazy it drains so fast it just it, it, it balloons up it gets real big and fat and it detaches and it starts flying away one uh -oh. two what three, a jerk four, five, 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 five. dash huh Boop. all right Um. <laughs> yeah, it really sucked that it did that. It does, like sure a might. lot. Um. <laughs> um. I am. I need to die real quick because I didn't think this out ahead of time. <laughs> you need to die because that farmer's about to die. That's kind of the point. Yeah. Well, that's not a correct good answer. Um. Okay. So. Uh. Yeah. So. He looks. In, like, he went from just, like, yelling and flailing to, like, he's swaying on his feet. Like, he's having a really hard time staying vertical. Just in a, a matter of a moment when the three of them started draining him. And, yeah, the red one ballooned up real big and started flying away. Um, and now it is Bedwar's turn. Uh, so I'll uh, take the, the axe in my main hand mm -hmm. and attack with that first thing off the... All right. Are you going to try yeah. dual wielding? I am. I took. Did two... I go over the rules with? Oh, you took you took the two-handed fighting. I took feet? the two-weapon fighting feet. There, okay. Yeah. And the and the axe in your offhand is a light weapon. Yeah, it's a throwing cool. axe. So you've got a minus yeah. two and a minus two then. Yes. Nice. Love it. Do okay. the thing. Okay. I also play a two-weapon fighting character in in the campaign where my husband is a DM, so I love these rules. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, the first attack with the main weapon is a twelve. A 12. Uh, that misses. Okay. Uh, with the offhand. Oof. Critical fail. Oh, no. A 1. Roll again. Worst. 
uh, four. Oh no, that is confirmed. <laughs> Bedward, oh, no. when you when you swing with your small axe, um, I think I have the same mug that you just drank out of. Uh, when you nice. swing with your <laughs> small axe, um, you like you're trying to swing at this thing, but it's so small and it's buzzing around that you like you swing too hard and the axe like flies out of your hand and splooshes down in the water. Um, uh, yeah. Look very angry for a second, then focus on the is is the is the sturge attached right now? No, or it is not. Um, it is that's the so the purple one is the one that you stunned. Focus intently upon it and then try to headbutt it. Um. Well, you you did an action already, so oh, yeah, okay. I think you're about done. But right. you're about done. About done. Try that next time. Cedric. Wait, how do you measure again in roll twenty? Um, the circle with the comb. <laughs> oh, I see. I have snap to center, snap to corner, no snapping. Um, I, yeah, snap to center. Oh, I see. So I dash forward and I I reach up and I I grab the farmer um a, like a, across the shoulders and uh, I cast sanctuary on him. Okay. Um, Neat. Uh, yeah. Um. And, and and like as I am, I'm, I'm kind of like trying to like shake him uh, and, and trying to like dislodge the, the the creatures that are attacking him. What does sanctuary do? So any creature, um, any opponent attempting to strike or otherwise directly attack the warded creature, even with a targeted spell, must attempt a will save. If the save succeeds, they can attack normally. If the fail if the save fails, the opponent can't follow through with the attack that part of its action is lost, and it can't directly attack the warded creature for the duration of the spell. Cool. Um, yeah, which is one round. Mm. Um, okay. Um, and it is a will save of what? Um, I assume my spell save DC, which is... Um, <laughs> um, plus my wisdom... 13. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. Um, are you doing anything else, Cedric? Nope. Okay. Uh, Lucanus, we're back up to you. Alright, I'm gonna crush the thing that I have in my hand. Okay, do that. Um, give me a strength check. Alright. Oh, I accidentally closed out my... Oh, there we go. Uh, oh, uh... 19 plus, um, 4. Alrighty, um, let's see, you're doing that unarmed, give me a... Yeah. <laughs> um, a 19 plus 4? Yeah, we'll just say you squish it. I don't feel like doing creative math right now. <laughs> it's squished. Pop. Pop. Alrighty, you've killed the thing. Anything else? It's dead. It's dead. It's goo all over your hands. Yeah, all like, over. Like, uh, like, yeah, just, and probably on your face, okay. too. Yeah. I'm gonna... All the hemolymph. All the hemolymph. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna raise my arm up. I'm gonna raise my arm up and kind of offer it to another one, because that seems like a really good way to battle. He's <laughs> like, here, taste this. <laughs> just let the enemies right? come to me, because they have to, they have to, what? Yeah. Well, the other two are attached to the farmer, and well, and one's flying away. So, like, he's just walking around the battlefield. Yeah, 
He's just walking around the battlefield waiting for his next turn with his arm up like, hey, come get it. I'm a tasty, tasty barbarian. Mm. Um, so you squeezed it. You can move if you'd like, or you can stay there. I'm going to move a little bit closer to the action. Cool. How far can I move? Uh, you can move six squares. Move over... Wait, where was I? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, right here. Okay, so, so yeah. I'm here. Okay. Nice. Um, Fletcher. Okay. All right, Fletcher uh, steps forward and fires a volley of acid at the uh, the one uh, one of the creatures uh, still attached to the farmer. Um, the acid splash. Um, and is that... that also a ranged touch attack? It is. All right, ranged attack minus two. God, um, I don't even know what the modifier is for this, but I rolled a so I got an eight minus so with the minus two that's an eight so um, it's probably like a ten. I was gonna say it's it's basically plus his dexterity. Um, okay, which is scroll 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 scroll. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's a ten. Okay. Uh, it also misses. It just the the acid goes flying past the farmer, and again he's like he's having trouble staying. Vertical, Sorry about your like, soil pH. I'm gonna say like all <laughs> soil pH. <laughs> There's just gonna be like one part of his farmland where he can't grow anything. <laughs> um, just make sure to lime that really good next year, you know. <laughs> So yeah, similar to how Fletcher missed with the acid splash way back in the tavern brawl, and it like squished up against the wall and just like something similar happens here. It just like flies past the guy and sort of splooshes wetly on the on the soil and luckily there are no plants planted over in this area yet, but <laughs> it just hits the ground. Um okay. Um I think I'm gonna go one, two, three, four. I'm gonna go six this way. Okay. That's the wrong button. How do I go? <laughs> I'm gonna go six this way. I think that was here, and I'm gonna yep. shoot at the red thing. Okay, shoot at the red thing. Pew pew. <clears throat> Seven. We are rolling so bad this game. Our tech yeah, doesn't work. You're rolling bad. I've I'm rolled out. over ten once so far. I have a party to go to. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Stay here. <laughs> Don't leave yet. Um, <laughs> well, that was exciting. Oh, boy. Here we go. That's it, Kay, because you, you ran and you shot the green one and the orange one are going to take their drinks. Wait. What? Of the farmer? Yeah. Do they have to make will saves? Oh, shit. Sorry. You are correct. They do have to make ah. both saves. Cedric's not useless. The rest of everybody is useless. Kate Steward one, and Lucanus one, and Bedwar stunned one. All right, all right. Fine, fine, fine. Fletcher is the only useless one. <laughs> what was the... The will save was 13? Yeah. Wow, boy, are you lucky. Um, They rolled a three and a six. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, so they just sort of hang out for a moment. They're still attached to him, but they didn't actually drain him. You saved that guy's life. Yeah. 
I, he was he was three points away from death. <laughs> He's still three points away from death. He's still three points we'll, away. From we'll death. see how the next round goes. So basically, the oh, and also, uh, Bedwar, have you been continuing to hum? Uh, it, does it will it cost me my action to do so? Uh, no, it was basically like your start. You were starting it for an action, but if you were continuing to hum, then I will make that surge do another. Sure, I'll continue. Okay. Uh, it also fails. It is the purple one is still stunned. Mm-hmm. Yo. Perfect. Um, in that case, it's Bedwar's turn. Uh, well, seeing as how I have nothing in my offhand now, I'll just attack it with the the main hand uh, weapon. <laughs> <laughs> For a twenty-three. Holy smokes! Rolls and damage. Finally, some good rolls. Yeah. Uh, for nine points of damage. I mean, as you long take... as this damage isn't like a two. Yeah. yeah. You take your axe and just, like, line it up right with this thing, which it, it's still flying, but it's it's definitely not doing a great job of navigating, and you just line your axe up right and just... And you just cut right through it. It is... Right on. Can I, can I shift forward five feet after that attack? Yeah, uh, you can shift forward a full movement after that. Oh, right on. Yeah. Oh, right on. There we go. Nice. Woo. Run on up to the farmer. Cool. Um, and Cedric. Uh, Cedric is going to um, heal. So, like, seeing that um, his protection spell has worn off of the farmer, um, mm-hmm. he's going to... Um, and the farmer is still looking terrible. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's going to try and uh, uh, and heal the farmer. Um, okay. So uh, he's going to cast um, uh, cure. I can never remember the um... <laughs> minor, light, moderate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Light, 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 light. Yeah. Um, My, so... Minor does one hit point. Right. Light does a D8. one D eight plus whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a D eight plus one. That's, oh, I rolled a seven, so at eight, eight, um, eight points. You cast the spell, and you feel the warmth go through your fingers and into him, and he's he's still sort of eyes glazed over, swaying. It doesn't really feel like it had it, like the spell happened. It's not like the spell didn't work. Uh, it just doesn't seem to have affected him the way you might have expected. Damn it. <laughs> This is the first time you guys have fought a monster like this. Um, that's all I got. That's all you got, Lucanus. All right. Has anything attached to me yet? I don't think so. Nope. All right. Uh, so looking at, yeah, looking at the map. Uh, let's see. Where would, um, let's see. Would I be able to attack that orange one? Uh, yeah, so you can either hit it, or you can try to grapple it and pull it off of him. Um, you are, like, you would have to move, well, I mean, they're all on him. So, yes, you can you can either hit the orange one, or the green one, or you can try to pick one of them off of him by grappling them. Okay, so here's what I'm not really um, so sure on. Uh, mm-hmm. The one that's currently on him, mm-hmm. um, if I were to, you know, take out my battle axe and just give it a whack, would I be in any danger of hitting the farmer? Not according to the rules, which is weird, but yeah. 
You can give him the closest of shades. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I am going to... Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. I am going to shave a farmer <laughs> with my battle axe. Uh, <laughs> Peter is like, oh, God. Okay. Uh, that was sounds like so a euphemism or something. Yeah, I know, right? It sounds very dirty. Eggplant emoji. Eggplant emoji. Yeah. It's like, is that a sex move? Or... All right. <laughs> Lucanus rolling a deck. <laughs> Bring us home, Lucanus. Bring us home, Lucanus. <laughs> uh, seven. Seven. Nope. <laughs> you're you're trying so hard to not hit the farmer that you're I got blade... a seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're trying nope. so hard. No, you're tr- no, you're trying so hard to hit the farmer. Tr- so trying so hard to not hit the farmer. Mm-hmm. Um, that your blade goes wide and sort of passes by. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, seven seven is not good enough. Um, <laughs> Aww. Uh, Fletcher. Um, Still hanging out way back there. Yeah. Like um, a good wizard should. Yeah, I mean, I'm tr- really trying hard not to kill Ryan's character. You know? <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates it even more. Um, I think he's going to fire... Um, he's going to fire with his light crossbow at uh, at one of them. Um, which, uh, he has nothing for his attack bonus, so I'm guessing that's right. just a straight roll. It's a um, straight roll plus your dexterity. Oh, uh, okay, so that's a 21, actually. Minus two, it was a 19, Mm -hmm. but that still hits. Okay. Uh, Which Uh, one were you aiming at? Um, the, um, hmm. The hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of which one is more in my line of sight. The orange one. The orange one, okay. Um, Uh, roll some damage. Um. Roll some brain damage. That beautiful brain footage. Um, Nail it through the compound eyes. Uh oh. What did you get? Let me guess. He got one point of damage. I one point of damage. Cool. <sighs> yep. His uh his crossbow sort of uh the crossbow bolt sort of clips one of the wings, but since it's attached to the farmer, it doesn't do much in terms of its you know mm-hmm. its ability. Thanks, Fletcher. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna try and shoot the thing again. Uh, which the red one? The red one. Okay. Oh, that's better. I got a 19. You got a 19. That's a hit. Do some damage. All right. No, roll the cube. Cause that's one with six dice. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they snarkily responded that a two, Our... two-sided die was a coin, and then can. Yeah, Peter, were I, you thinking of the cube from Critical Role when she said that? Because I saw you laugh, and that's what I was thinking of. No, no, I was, uh, I was like, I've never heard it called a cube before. Uh, I got the four. You got the four. All right. Um, you hit it, and the, your arrow sinks into this creature's abdomen, and it is, it looks like it's headed toward the ground. It is, it is not able to sort of stay aloft well anymore. Um, you did some serious damage to it. Think. Think. Um, next is the Sturge's turn. So that one is going to continue fleeing off the field to the side. But, I mean, if you want to keep shooting at it, you you can. You could just keep moving. But it's it's off the visible map, but, like, you can still see it. Um, and the other two are... What are they going to do? These aren't very smart creatures. So I guess... They're just going to do their thing. 
So they're gonna suck this guy some more. So he's gonna yeah. die. Is that the shaving of farmer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, you guys thought what I said sounded dirty. <laughs> yep, um, so they both take their fill and um, start to move away, which means that um, we'll say uh, <clears throat> Lucanus and Bedwer. Um, you can take uh, attacks of opportunity. Um, Lucanus, you can attack of opportunity the green one, and Bedwar can attack of opportunity the orange one as they start to move away. All right. Um, what do I need to do to do so an So it's a, an attack, attack with your weapon. So ro roll what? your weapon. Uh, roll your weapon attack. An attempt to be uh, as heavy metal okay, as possible. I got a can 14. I sure. <laughs> uh, that's an unarmed strike, though. Are you proficient with that? Uh, the vaccines are proficient with headbutting things. It's like the bonus <laughs> attack. Oh, yeah, right. Yes, do the headbutt then. I forgot that was a thing you could do. Um, Lucanus, okay. what was your attack? Uh, so am I supposed to roll my weapon die or the d20? Uh, you roll the d20 first to see, like, like roll your weapon attack, so the d20 plus whatever to see if you hit it. Basically, this is an uh, extra attack that you get because an enemy is leaving your range, so you get to be like, ah, no, not so fast. Yeah, so I got a 14. A 14. Uh, plus, uh, um, plus the strength modifier, right? And your, yeah, and your base attack bonus of 1. Yeah, so the strength attack modifier would be 4, because rage. Mm -hmm. um, and then base... Your base attack of attack one. Attack modifier of one, so that's <laughs> uh, that's that's nineteen total. Total, I nice. All right, that hits. Roll me some damage on the green one. Okay. Uh, a five. I got a you five. You smash the green one and the the hemolymph from inside the bug, but also all of the the blood that it just sucked out of that farmer. It just splats everywhere. Luke, Lucanus, the farmer, Bedwer, and Cedric are all splashed in <laughs> bug juice and blood. Cedric raised another shirt. Yeah. <laughs> the same shirt. Cedric raised the same shirt with a Fletcher different color had, blood. Fletcher had cleaned it. Yeah. Um, and Bedwer, you wanted to headbutt the orange one as it's flying away. Yeah, I rolled a 5 plus 8 for 13. Uh, a 5 plus 8 for 13 on the attack roll? Yes. Unfortunately, that misses. You take your eyes off of it to try to hit it, and it just out of the way. It's um, real dumb. Yeah. Uh, Cedric, you're also allowed to make an attack of opportunity on it, though, because like you were also right up against the farmer. All right. <clears throat> um, do that then. It's hammer time. Hammer time. I, I've never made that joke about a cleric. I'm so excited. This is so good. Awkward conversation about Morden. That's a 13. What is a ding? Why do I want more of it? That's a conversation for later. You also miss. So the orange one just starts like, and I, it, you know, I'm, I'm like, trying to heal the farmer and then, like, grab my yeah. hammer and whip it, you know, and kind of swat at it, and it just it well, goes wide. importantly enough, as you're doing that and swinging wide as these things have detached, you watch the farmer just 
crumple in front of you. He just <sighs> lifeless on the ground. He did. No, I burned my first, my only first level spell slot on him. He can't die. Imagine if your god hadn't abandoned you. Maybe you could bring him back to life. Wow. <laughs> that, is, that is a personal attack. <laughs> I need to look something from it. up now because I haven't had this happen before. Let's go to the... I, I have had characters die before. That's not the problem. It's because he died in a very different way than most people die. So now we have I to... I mean, in this world, isn't blood up. loss, like, the most common cause of death? Well, no. What I mean is that he died from a different stat than normal. As Cedric would mm. tell you, mm -hmm. this guy did not die because he lost hit points. Yeah, I gave him that. I gave uh, him plenty of hit points. Because he tried to give him hit points, but that is not how he died. Oh. His life force was drained. Not simply his physical body is fine, it's his soul that's gone. Which is a thing that exists oh, so in this world. Feed on souls, not blood. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um well no, they feed on blood, but what they took away was Although technically I guess they would be winged arachnids something else but uh i know that when you hit zero you die but i don't know if there's a way like what happened like okay so like if you hit zero hit points you keep going down negative hit points until you get to negative 10 and that's when you're dead but like what does happen when you die cheryl i think you should answer this you know all of humanity has been waiting for this answer for thousands of years and if if you could just answer it I, right now that'd be super i great. don't think i don't think you would like my answer <laughs> Um, you get you get sat down in a restaurant and you get very very slow service. Is that from, a doctor from a, ninja from a waiter? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> okay, I can't Marvelous. find it. I can't find it with a quick perusal <laughs> through the the player's manual. I probably should have looked this up earlier. But yeah, basically he's he's dead, not because he lost hit points, but because his constitution was drained. Yeah. Ah. Which functionally doesn't. Oddly make a enough, that's to what's us. happening with America right now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Oof. That's the first pun that you guys have made that I haven't hated 100%. <laughs> I mean, I hate it like a thousand percent, but also it's good. <laughs> um. Also, I hate myself right now because I put in that detail about his wife being pregnant and now he's dead on the ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't. He, he, maybe he was an abusive spouse or something, yeah. right? Like, yeah, like retcon that, right? Like, he probably suck. Yeah. Plus, well, he stole no, Bedwin's you know land. You know He's yeah. a fucking colonialist pig. Well, you know what? Good so are people, you, Cedric. Good people die all the time. They do. Good people die all the time. There's they no do. Isn't why this guy needs to be an evil, terrible person. Nope, I didn't say he it. He just had a tragic farm accident, and, you know... Tragic farm Peter, accident. as people who work in agriculture, you and I both know that that can happen to even... To, you know, the best of them. To yep. the best of them. Well, way to take what was an awkward death and make it into a really sad death. <laughs> well, in, in the real world, they're the world's deadliest animal for a reason. Yeah, that see that's it does it does tie in very nicely. So um perhaps here 
um, we'll pause from the gameplay for this evening and talk a little science. Woo! So now we'll come out of character, um, because unfortunately an NPC with no stats um, <laughs> lost his life today um, at the hands of the <laughs> D&D monster mosquitoes called Sturges. Um, and it's so convenient because we have here with us a mosquito researcher. Um, so let's talk mosquitoes. Let's talk about I all of the... <laughs> all I of don't the even like cats. Oh! <laughs> 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 it's just it's a random here. encounter. It is a random encounter. Um, <laughs> they they can tell that the, you you don't like them and they're they they're attracted to that. That's their no. Favorite. I I bet I know what it is. Um. So Nancy does the slow like sarcastic blink, and today I learned that if you blink slowly at a cat, it makes them trust you. It's, yeah. <laughs> and then when they trust you, they show you their butthole. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> mosquitoes, um, because there was lots of cool um, mosquito-related knowledge through the whole episode, um, so I'd love to hear your guys' take on uh, this encounter and these monsters and how they were affecting the um, agriculture just outside of New Sagester and how Bedwar's knowledge um, works within the context of this story. Um, well, well, I guess I'll go first. Um, go for it. You know, so mosquitoes obviously breed in water. And do you guys want to know why they flood rice paddies? Why do they flood rice paddies? It's weed control, is it not? Weed control. Ah. Yep. But, uh, you yep. mean it's the hu not, you, you it's mean not humans the... growing rice, not the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes don't flood rice paddies. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The mosquitoes don't flood the rice paddy. But the reason, so. Rice can actually be grown in dry land, you know, just like wheat, if you irrigate it. But it is, um, unlike a lot of plants, it is very um, tolerant to water. And weeds are, weeds can be extremely difficult to control, more so than insects. Um, because when you do weed control, it's, you know, you're trying to grow plants and you're trying to kill plants and you're trying not to kill the plants that you're growing. Um, so... More often than not, what they'll do is they will um, flood the field to reduce the, um, the, the number of types of plants that can grow in there. And um, uh, this is what, um, it also reduces the number of pests that can infest the rice. But um, this is also what allows uh, uh, mosquitoes to breed in rice fields and why rice fields can be really important for um, or why rice fields can be really problematic in countries that grow a lot of rice. Absolutely. The, the type of mosquitoes that tend to breed in, in rice fields are often um, the genus Culex, and that's the genus that uh, spreads West Nile virus. Um, they spread uh, uh, um, Japanese encephalitis uh, in, in Asia, and um, they are also the, the vectors of avian malaria. So they're, they're involved in a lot of um, transmission cycles and can be quite problematic from an epidemiology standpoint. Mm. So when you, when you have large agricultural um, large areas that have, have prominent agriculture in them and you have rice fields in them, it can, can be quite, yeah, quite an issue, especially if you start having you know, you have one farm with an animal a reservoir near a farm with a rice field. Um, 
can really set you up for trouble. <laughs> and what about um, other anthropogenic things that attract mosquitoes um, besides standing water? Uh, so, well, like we referenced with the, uh, the description of, of bedweer, um, the uh, white uh, tribal patterns on, on him um, is, is a, a technique used by uh, tribes in, in various parts of the world, such as uh, Africa and Australia, um, in an attempt to make yourself less attracted to mosquitoes. So the, the visual cues that, that come off a host are, are very attractive to mosquitoes, they're very important in the attraction of mosquitoes. Um, and it, it tends to be that they're attracted to, to darker objects. Um, but for instance, so that's if, if you, you, know, you, you listen to the news um, in mosquito season and they tell you to wear light-colored clothing when you go out hiking, it's to make yourself less attractive to mosquitoes. And there's been a lot of work recently coming out on other biting insects um, that you know, tribal, tribal people in areas that are very infected with the black flies, for instance. Will, part of the reason they think they have these markings is to repel these insects. Um, I, I just saw the paper that came out like what a week and a half ago where the researchers painted the stripes on cows <laughs> to yeah. figure out like people have thought for a while if that striping on zebras protected them from biting insects and I love that they painted cows like yeah. I wanted to be on the the proposal committee for that and just be like you want a what now <laughs> um, but it's even cooler because it works <laughs> oh ab absolutely it's it's whether or not it'll it'll transfer from other biting flies to mosquitoes is yet to be seen uh, it's specific. Uh, the specific mechanism that's, that's going on there with mosquitoes may or may not be the same. Um, lighter colors definitely less attractive to mosquitoes, but there are some uh, there are some is some research out there that suggested that increasing the contrast on yourself by putting something dark next to something light might increase the the attraction. Um, but it's it's not really conclusive either way. It needs to be investigated a bit further. But I, it's a, a kind of a lot of these things are convergent. Um, the attractive cues are, are convergent in a lot of biting insects, biting flies specifically, so I wouldn't be surprised. Nice. <clears throat> and let's talk about the biological accuracies or inaccuracies of the sturges. <laughs> Eight legs versus six. Well, my, my, question, my question for Dan is um, how, uh, how often is it for animals to be... Um, completely drained by mosquitoes. Like, I know that it's been recorded and that it's a thing that really happens, but um, it's not that common, is it? No. Um, so, so the actual ex death by, by exsanguination from mosquitoes, it's, it's one of those things that's theoretically possible with, with animals. It's, it's extremely, extremely rare and, and so poorly documented to the point that it's like eh, maybe maybe not, but just the sheer um, math of, of how many bites per uh, unit of area of exposed skin you can receive if you go into the right area, um, it, it's definitely possible. For instance, if you were to go into areas of northern Canada on the border of the Arctic tundra, um, if you were to stand there still and naked for two hours, uh, you would die of exsanguination. Um, the migration patterns of caribou and uh, a lot of other herd animals in, in uh, northern Canada is thought to be affected by biting flies, including mosquitoes. There are large swaths of, of land that hundreds of thousands of animals will just you know, take several extra days to go around rather than go through. And it's, it's thought that that's because of the biting, uh, biting pressure. Yeah. And, and, and agriculture in, in northern Canada is thought to be also limited by biting fly pressure. So the, the to, to such an extent that you can actually look at the distribution of, 
population in, in areas of the Canadian prairies and sort of um, it's you can sort of uh, people I should say have looked at the cows populations. Yeah, you can't if you can't raise livestock in an area because the biting pressure from these creatures is too high. Um, people uh, yeah. didn't tend to settle there. That's wild. Yeah. Well, um, they actually used to have malaria up in Canada, and um, how they uh, um, how they solved that problem was they just simply uh, turned a lot of mosquito habitat into farm fields and called it a day. The the best cure for a tropical disease Which is winter. Is good. So if you <laughs> if you go and treat everybody that has <laughs> yeah. malaria in the winter, then there will be no malaria for the mosquitoes to to pick up um, next spring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked what you said there at the end that they're the. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. No, it is. Um, I liked what you said at the end about them being the world's most uh, dangerous animal or deadly animal for a reason. Um, so one of the things that I thought was really interesting um, when you read the stat block for sturges is that they don't, yeah, they don't drain hit points like a lot of other creatures would, right? You're not just just taking this physical damage, they're actually um, taking away your constitution, and we think about constitution as being like the health stat, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting to think about that like, oh, it's it's maybe not a straight one-to-one -one comparison between sturges and mosquitoes, but it does set up this nice comparison about how like mosquitoes make a lot of people very ill and um, do a lot of destructive things with, the vector, with um, being vectors of all of these diseases. So um, yeah, what do you guys yeah. think about? They just kill by debuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, if if, if, a, if a healthy adult is you know picks up malaria or an encephalitis from a mosquito, you're, you're not usually at risk of, of death. You're in for a rough go, and definitely not going to have a fun time. It's usually the, the elderly and the young that suffer it, but you're certainly yeah, going to be yeah. out of action for a while, and that's probably why the the reflection in the constitution damage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sense. It's I actually just so can I present a, a philosophical counter argument to um, just sort of play devil's advocate uh -oh. for um, mosquitoes not being the deadliest animal in the world? Uh oh, here we go. I'm ready for it. So, am I being cut out or? No, you're good. No, no, we're all just waiting to see what you right. say. So, yeah, uh, mosquitoes don't actually kill anybody directly. They kill them by like spreading diseases. So, you know, if we count the vector as the animal that is as the entity that is killing whatever animal it is in question then um, it doesn't really seem like we take that into account with other um, with other disease vectors you know for example like humans we don't say that humans kill um, you know 30,000 people in the US during flu season or whatever I've just always thought that was kind of weird that we refer to mosquitoes in that way. It's, I mean, they, I have to, I have to make this distinction because uh, one of my former committee members would somehow know that I said this. I didn't correct this somewhere and roll over. Um, <laughs> but mosquitoes don't vector disease; they vector the pathogens which cause disease. <laughs> um, but they vector myriad That's pathogens that, that that do so. Um, without them as a vector, though, these these things would not exist. So it is specifically the, the act of biting by the mosquito um, that is responsible for this. I mean, without the, the pathogens, they wouldn't either. But if you were to knock off a specific pathogen, mosquitoes would still be incredibly deadly. Um, and even if you were to, to cumulatively, uh, cumulatively um, add up all of the deaths caused by humans through war, um, famine, all of these things, uh, your mosquito 
induced deaths would, would still be in the lead. Oh yeah, <laughs> arthropod diseases are arthropod-borne pathogens are huge. Mm-hmm. I think that's. Uh, oh, sorry. Whoa. <laughs> no, I just I, I want to say I think that's a great point that like if you knocked out a, a specific pathogen like malaria I think is the one that everyone associates with with mosquitoes right yep. like, even if you knocked out malaria there are a ton of other diseases that are you know just not not just as bad but also bad. White um, Nile, so, yellow fever, dengue, right. chikungunya. I have all of them here. <laughs> I actually yeah. just met a fellow with chikungunya. Uh, for the, I've never met somebody that had had it before. I met one for the first time the other, uh, probably about a week and a half or so ago, and he was showing me his joints that are, are still swollen, even though he had this several years ago. Wow. Yeah. I have wow. met you twice yeah. talking about eight-legged creatures. So that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I also Nancy, thought... didn't one of our students back at UGA get Rocky Mountain spotted fever at one point? She did. It was Lily. Or she had had it. She had had it, and then it was. So I, I appreciated. So you guys were just talking about how there was there was malaria in Canada, and um, I think a lot of Americans don't realize that there was malaria in the United States, like within the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that... I, I believe yeah. there's still the odd well, case in Florida. Yeah. Well, so the story about DDT is actually very complicated. I wrote a post on this for um, Ask an Entomologist, but if you look at um, when uh, DDT started being um, used, the mosquito population was already, or the um, cases of diagnosed malaria were already going down super fast. And um, even uh, the guy who was the head of the uh, malaria elimination program in the U.S. said that it eventually would have been done without DDT um, because of what they were doing with the um, training of canals and breeding sites and all that. Hmm. My understanding is that the Tennessee Valley Authority, Tennessee Valley Water Authority, some body along those lines had a huge role in the elimination of malaria in the U.S. just by um, regulating water flow. Yeah. These animals then, are important to the ecosystem, though. Like, they are. I get questions Absolutely. all the time, oh, yeah. like, why? But, like, disease vectors are the things that take down your large mammals, like your mm-hmm. large apex predators, right? So, like, what takes down your full-grown lions and your elephants and your, like, elk and stuff? Like, yeah. it's just unfortunate. The first time I've ever heard somebody them. refer to elk as an apex predator. Well, <laughs> <laughs> For, for <laughs> absolutely I know. I'm just giving yeah. you a hard time. Anyway. <laughs> one, of, one of my one of my largest pet peeves is when people say that mosquitoes uh, contribute nothing to the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. like that's just not true for any organism. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, there's there's nutrient transfer. There's uh, turnover in apex predators or, or other uh, large like, creatures. There's also it, pollination. Like, you know, yeah, mosquitoes are the things that can like live in gross water right mm-hmm. they breathe air they don't they don't have gills so like they are an important source of food and like rehabilitate like rehabilitating mm-hmm. ecosystems that are a crappy water mm-hmm. absolutely they're going to transfer those nutrients back onto onto land and you know other things can use them right yeah well, I, I love the pollination point. That's always the first one I share with people because I'm like, I feel like a lot of people know that only female mosquitoes drink blood. So then I'm like, well, what do you think the dudes drink? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they get their food from somewhere. And yeah, like talking about pollination really blows people's minds. Oh, absolutely. The the 
characteristics that make bees excellent pollinators are all those uh, the hairs on on the body. Um, mosquitoes, if you ever get a chance to look at one up close, often you'll see they have quite, a, or at least most species have quite a few hairs on them as well. Um, the uh, floral really nectar is the one. ubiquitous. Sorry. There's a really pretty one in Brazil. It's like purple and iridescent. It has like little pom poms on its feet. It's like uh, um, Cyanius. Yeah, and I'm like, what about this really pretty purple iridescent one? I bet you didn't think about that <laughs> one, did you? And then, yeah. So actually. Um, one one interesting thing about mosquitoes is that not all of their hosts are vertebrates. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Eurotinia in the uh, southern U.S. Um, actually feeds on worms. Hmm. Yep, and, and leeches. Sure, mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, do they get do they get blood meals? Hemolymph meal. <laughs> Start. Yeah, you like cut out part Actual right blood there, meals though. through those leeches. They, they don't suck the blood that the no, leech has so, consumed, they suck the hemolymph of the... Sorry, um, so with leeches, uh, so they're actually feeding on the hemolymph of the leeches and not necessarily the blood meals that That's the leeches have consumed. Yeah. Well, I hope you all okay. enjoyed this uh, spooky, yeah. okay. blood-sucking <laughs> Halloween episode of Nature Check, whether or not it actually streamed. Um, I have Technology new goes. I ha Yeah, I have a new solution for our streaming tech in the future, so stay tuned for that. Um... But I want to thank Dan ever so much for playing with us today because it was super cool. And I thank you so much for having me. And we'll have him again back, so we'll be streaming live for Shurzies, um <laughs> next Saturday, November 2nd, and he'll come back to sort of finish out his storyline with us. And hopefully everybody should be there for that. Um, so stay tuned because we'll finish up this storyline and figure out what the crew is doing now that they're done with the Sturges. Um, don't forget to follow everyone on social media. Um, share this project with your friends and everything. Does anybody have anything they'd quickly like to plug? Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. Uh, not at the moment. All right. Well, then Nancy's going to go to a Halloween party. <laughs> oh, yeah. go for it, Dan. If there are any uh, undergraduate students listening to this in and around uh, BC, uh, please hit me up because the, the lab I'm doing my postdoc in, we're starting to get the word out there to, to recruit talented uh, students. Oh, hey, go work with nice. mosquitoes with Dan. That'd be cool. Yeah. Do that. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, then, thank you so much for hanging out with us and learning about science and mosquitoes and things. Have a happy and safe Halloween weekend, and we will see you back here, hopefully, with Feather Tech next Saturday. Bye. Bye. Bye.